SuperCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, bitch-ass Jazzy! (laughs) (laughs) Jazzy Piddle! Why do I gotta be bitch-ass, Because we know which way you're going tonight, and I can't even... I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait. I gotta gotta get my licks in. I gotta get my punches in right now, because... Oh, my gosh. Anyways, what's up, Jazzy? How you doing? Um, How you doing? How how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing? I'm doing really great. Uh, I've got some big news. So I've been working really hard on um, trying not to video game because, you know, the CEO of this company really has me working hard. So I, I sneak in some Star Trek Online here and there trying to... Wait, uh, what? Yeah. I, I didn't want to tell you beforehand because you'd, like, scold me, but now we're on the show. You can't scold me. I may have downloaded it too. <laughs> it's a good game. I haven't launched I it. Know. I haven't launched it yet. I refuse to launch it, but it's on my system for some reason. Do it. Do it. Super fun. Um, still a little confusing to me because it is an MMO, so like there's a lot that you have to figure out, and it looks um, really rough. Uh, the, yeah, it basically looks like Star Wars Galaxies from 1998. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, if you're enjoying it, man, who cares? Ah, it's uh, I mean, so far, so good. It, it's all your fault because you and your wife, Brick Bitch, uh, decided to show me that there's a um, background for your PlayStation 4 that is Star Trek. And when you move to all your buttons, it makes the Enterprise, like, computer noises. And I sit there and just click the buttons for five minutes every now and again just because I love the sound of the buttons. And finally, it made you. It pushed you to play the only Star Trek game in existence. Yeah, I have to prepare myself for the VR experience. Oh, okay, God, it's gonna be amazing. Anyways, you were getting to a point. <laughs> I am. Um, been putting a lot of work in, listening to all of our fans in what they want to see from us and how they can support us. Many hours were logged. Much blood was shed. A little bit of sweat. Two tears, not Jazzy tears though, so I mean they're not worth anything, but we finally got Patreon up, running, launched, live. Hit the button. No, I'm not your monkey. I got it right. I got it right. (laughs) Patreon's live, bitches! There you go. Get hyped. (laughs) Hype! That was way better. You're That's like, right. I've been working really hard on Patreon. Listen, oh, please. shut up. Hold on. Let I'm me, trying to discuss something with our fans. Let here. me say a piece, and then you can get all the technical stuff. Okay. okay? Yeah. I just want to. Jazzy's tired because he's been working hard on Patreon. It is live. You can go there right now through our pages, and you will find Patreon with all the perks, all the cool stuff going on. And it is now the official way to support Motor City Gaming, to support Gamezilla Podcast, and. You asked for it. We're giving it to you. More content, exclusive uh, perks, and maybe 
even a few other extra goodies that I'll let uh, Jazzy talk about. So, patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast. That's where you can find us. You can become... It's a website. ...a super fan True. yourself. There's titles. That's right. You can become a GameZuki. You can become a GameZilla. Or you can become the Mecha GameZilla. That would be the most honorable choice. Shout Correct. out. Shout out to... Test. Gangster bitch-ass motherfucking Rick. Both Mecha Godzilla... GameZillas. Mecha GameZillas. Mecha GameZillas. Give you yes. a three-horn salute. Or however many horns are in that horn. <laughs> and one more shout-out. BMC is a GameZilla. Thank you for the support already. We didn't even make it public, and somehow they stumbled their way to our page. They must check it every day. Stalkers. I don't know. Right. I know we have stalkers. I appreciate them. I love them as much as I love everyone. So the page Mine is live. You can go over again to patreon.com slash Podcast. Help support us so that we can support you with the addiction that is video games. I like it. It looks really good. Good job. Uh, my favorite part is the banner. Who who did that? Listen, you did one thing, all right? <laughs> I slave oh, labored over the whole site. I did site, one thing. And then you slap a, a pretty banner. It's a pretty banner. I'm not going to lie. I really like it. But you slap one little pretty ban banner on there, and you're like, this bitch is mine. It looks good now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, boy. Good job, uh, though, Jazzy. Everybody give Jazzy uh, a, a round of applause. Okay. We're done with that. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. <laughs> that was one entire round yeah. of applause. Yeah, exactly. All the way around the room. Well, if we're, uh, if we're sticking with uh, big announcements, I also want to bring up that After Dark Vintage Video Games 3 is going down at the Michigan Science Center, and GameZilla Podcast is going to be there Recording live at the event, you're going to be able to stop by our booth, talk with the host, hang out, maybe get a slight interview, and, you know, we got shirts, we got buttons, we got stickers, we got all sorts of cool stuff, so stop by, chat us up, let's talk some video games, we're going to be doing some special giveaways, so make sure that you uh, enter that, we'll be giving away some Mega Man Funko Pops, maybe some classic retro games. It's all up in the air. We're going to be there 6 to 9, January 19th. It's, it's, it's the thing to do. If you live in Michigan, it is the place to be on January 19th. Michigan Science Center After Dark Vintage Video Games 3. They have a Facebook event. You can find the link through our page, facebook.com, Motor City Gaming. Oh, shout out to The Glitch. The Ooh, glitch, the glitch. Big shout out to the glitch. Uh, he was the one that started this converse, uh, communication with the event for us, and he will also be there, manning his own booth, as I'm going to call it, the Mega Retro SNES NES booth, where you're going to be able to play some amazing games. So make sure to stop by, say hi to the glitch for us, tell him the Gamezilla podcast sent you over there. And let's uh, let's have a good time this uh, this Thursday, January nineteenth, six to nine p.m. We'll see everybody there. It's gonna be great. Yeah, big time stuff for games. I out. will give you a rubber band for your wrist that says "Game On." It's true for he, free. It's true he has them for free. All it's you true. only he criteria. Mine. Only criteria I ask is that you have wrists. He beats me. He beats me if I take it off. So what if someone ha is chopped off below the elbow? You're not gonna give them one. They've already had a hard enough life. Yeah, man. 
That ain't cool, bro. I mean, Don't discriminate against that. amputees. Bro, that ain't cool, bro. Bro, that ain't cool. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro. <sighs> he could wear it on his ankle, man. She could wear it on her ankle. I'm just going to give you a rubber band. <laughs> So, if you ask me for a rubber band, I will give you one. I hope you, see, I hope you know no this is... No matter how many limbs you have. I hope you know this is the way this whole episode's going to go. I told you. <laughs> I told you. You put yourself in the middle of this. All right. I'm always in the middle. I want to introduce our producers, starting with the Deadite Knight, our podcast audio producer. What's going on, man? Man, uh, obviously, we've had a big week in the world of video games, Uh and Big, epic. Epic, huge, monumentous, historical. Nothing has ever been like this. And before we dive too deep into uh, the subject matter, which I think it goes without saying for a lot of the GameZilla fans. Sega's oh, back, bitches! They're coming you back! Give them the coin! Um, <laughs> they never left! <laughs> we gave them the Nintendo coin, that's great. No, that's a Sega coin. Oh. That's a Sonic coin. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Sonic ring, ring. Yeah. Okay. My bad. You Who are it, you? You called it a coin. You? I call it a coin, but we all know it's the Sonic ring. Play it again. Yeah, it's a ring. Okay. I, t- I, I retract everything. There it is. Yeah, now See, when you hear it in I'm succession. I'm only used to collecting yeah, a lot of them. You got to get a yeah, lot yeah, of them yeah, in yeah. a row. That makes all the sense Sonic. in the world. Okay. Uh, but with all of the Nintendo excitement, we're going to get more into it and how, how all of us feel about what's going on with Nintendo right now. But I ended up throwing Twilight Princess back in my Wii. A game I've been on record saying is not my favorite Zelda game because you have to play as a dog. And the parts I had to play wolf. as a dog... Wolf. What? A wolf's just a big dog. Ring's just a coin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, this, is, this is just like last week where you're just saying things that back up my point of view. A ring is hollow in the middle. It's a ring. A coin is a solid device that you can cha- exchange for goods. I know factually there are currencies... That use coins that have, have a hollow center, specifically like the yen. They have a hole in the middle, not Still, not a ring. It's not a thin listen, ring. We're not arguing the semantics of rings and I'm coins. I'm getting into rings right now, and I'm simply saying that they're not, not currency. We're not doing that here today. Let me talk about the games I was playing so we're not here for eight hours fighting Jazzy tonight. Okay, well, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I will side with you for that reason alone. Played some Twilight Princess. And after probably about an hour playing a little more Twilight Princess, I transitioned right over to my 3DS to play some Ocarina of Time. Made it past a a part I had a little bit of difficulty with, and now I'm back to cruising on that game in all the way. And, uh, you know, not not to spoil it. In all the way, like like not just the tip. All the full shaft going into Zelda right now. Right, right. Loving it. Uh, And hopefully that will tide me over the next, what, seven weeks? That's it, baby. That's it. That's, That's it. We it. ain't far away. We're, we're close. Get so uh, play that. And just another, just a real quick plug. I checked out Trackmania from the library because that's mm. where I get my games. The mm. library, like yeah. a poor person. Tell me what you think of that. And uh, it's the the hour or so, you know, forty five minutes. I played it. Seemed pretty shallow. Wasn't what I was expecting. And uh, I would not purchase it. <laughs> it was not very fun. Good. Good. From the library. Yeah. Well, yeah. I checked it out from the library. It's free. Got to try it. Don't get down on me because I rent games for free from the library. I think it's a genius. If my library had games, I'd go get them from there, too. Yeah, put an put an uh, 45 minutes or whatever into Trackmania, decide it wasn't worth it, I didn't even waste three bucks renting it. My library's all video games. I call it the Grimlock Video Game Library. And he's got a point. That's yeah. a good library. Yeah. 
I've been there a few times. So, Grim, what games did you play this week? What's going on with you? Oh, man. I played some Mario Maker. Have to get my levels ready for the week for the uh, the lunch hour to compete in the Mario Maker lunch hour at work. Oh, I'm not competing event. anymore. I'm only playing Zelda now. That's fine. Then I'm going to switch over to what else I've been playing, which is Twilight Princess HD on my Wii U. Yeah, just bring it in. Plug it. Just- Hashtag GOAT. <laughs> Greatest system of all time. Uh, just put the Wii U plugged into the wall in the corner of the lunchroom and then have your gamepad at the table with everybody. I explained to Jazzy what we should do is take the Wii U gamepad, take the Wii U, tape them together, go get a juice pack, tape that onto it, boom. Switch XL. Switch XL, and and it, and it plays discs on top of it, backwards compatible. <laughs> Win win, I could fit that bad boy in my pocket probably. Righteous decision. But no, I've been playing uh, Twilight. That presentation was great, by the way. I, we We're haven't even got there, oh Jazzy. We're talking about your presentation of your Wii U taped together. We know what you were talking about. You dirty whore. But thank you. I like this that. is going to be the most <laughs> violent and intense episode of the game. I have podcast. several fans that have messaged me saying I cannot wait for this episode <laughs> simply because of the talk that's been going on in our Facebook group and the Gamezilla podcast group on just you got to go there because it's it's on fire right now. Literally, we're burning the bitch down. But plans of Twilight Princess HD. I love it. It's it's. I um, actually never opened the HD version when I bought it, so it was just classic sitting, grim. It was sitting there with the Wolf Link amiibo still sealed in it, and I'm like, you know, everybody's posting this. I'm gonna play Skyward Sword, and then I grabbed my Skyward Sword box. I pulled my gold Wii mode out, and I was like, I don't want to swing this around for two hours, and I switched to Twilight Princess. So I've yet to play Skyward Sword ever. No, but here, wait, time time out question. The Twilight Princess HD for the Wii U, does that have GameCube controls? Mm-hmm. Or do you Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had to use the the Wiimote. No. No, you can you can turn that off. Me. Thank God. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, besides that, I've been playing my Vita. I am super proud to announce I beat Skyforce Anniversary. There's no platinum, so I can't prove it, but I beat it. Prove it. Yeah, you can't. You, you don't have your precious <laughs> platinum trophy. Don't let's listen. As <laughs> oh, you just, here we go, Ethan. As you just put it, let's not get into the little <laughs> little things that we like to bicker about because there's bigger things we have to deal with today. It's true. Today it's true. we are partners. Today we are teammates. Today we are the twins. Twin Titans. Aww. No, 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 no. I'm not. A, I'm not. A twi- no, time out. Time out. I'm not a twin titan. You and I are the gruesome twosome. Gruesome twosomes coming at you. Yeah. Whipping ass. <laughs> Gruesome twosome. Smacking dicks. I mean, wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I got to I got to finish that up. I'm still going through and trying to get all the medals, but man, that game was fun. Totally worth ten bucks for a cross buy. And it is beautiful on the PS4, by the way. So and there is a two player co op on the uh, PS4 at least. I haven't tested it on the Vita. But yeah. And I think that's it. I don't Oh, I played some Borderlands. Sorry. Sorry, I forgot. I got to play Borderlands with Jazzy and gangster motherfucking ass ghetto chick bitch Rick. <laughs> ghetto chick bitch Rick. Yeah. Ghetto. <laughs> Anyways, the two of which have never played Borderlands. So I got to jump on when they were like level threes. They were just getting started. They were like, um, when we started the game, a countdown started and we didn't really make our characters the way we wanted. So should we start over? And I was like, <laughs> 
But God, you noob. No, just wait a second. Let's go to a character creation booth, you fucking noob. I recreated mine anyways. <laughs> Hey, well, what well, class did you start with, Jazzy? Well, he started with yeah. a necromancer. And then I was like, eh. Me- Mecro. Mecro. No, this one was a special edition. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh. And then I went Siren. You would. I know, right? I That's like such a Jazzy so move to go much better. better. Yeah. I will I say. Just put I, him up in these little bubbles and then I shoot their ass down. The Mecromancer is the most OP character. Super in OP. The game. Jazz, like, that's I'm what playing, Brick Bitch is playing. I'm playing it with sci fi and like him and I are like putting in work. I'm like, well, let me just set out Death Trap and then we won't have to do any work in this yeah. section. Giant Wolverine robot, basically. Yeah. And uh, so so we're playing with Gunzerker and myself, a Mecromancer uh, in Brick Bitch. We got the siren here with Jazzy, and then a commando with with gangster ass motherfucking chick bitch ass bitch face Rick. Okay, and that's getting out of hand. Yeah. Let's just go back to thug ass Rick. Maybe I'll get there, <laughs> but it's the first time I've played four player Borderlands in years, and man, did it feel good. Plus, I will give it to Jazzy. I loved when he would throw the enemies up into these like orbs floating in the sky, and then I just pick them off nice and easy. I was like, thanks, Jazzy. Thanks, Jazzy. So he was a good support character, which is typically what he does. He just supports all the better yeah. players. I'm even. I even got more support now because now I have a perk unlocked on me where if the character in my little death bubble dies, then it distributes health orbs to everybody. Nice, super supportive. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, got to play some Borderlands with some first timers, and they loved it. So it's it's spreading like a disease. Everybody's going back to Borderlands. It was a lot of fun. It's amazing. Yeah. I will say that the next day I got on with with gangster ass Rick and started to play and I'm like man all right now now we have to kind of learn how to play this game because when you're Brick on your Bick, own you didn't have a guy cuz when Rich Bick and Grim were there it was kind of just like follow them around and pick up all the shit that they I at one point do. took them into sanctuary and I had like 82 skeleton keys or whatever so I was just like here you guys go and I just would open the super box in the middle of sanctuary and purple shit would just fly out and I'm like yeah you guys can have whatever you want here let me open it again for you <laughs> just purple shit flying everywhere nice. like shit they probably shouldn't got for like i don't know five six more hours into the game but whatever those guns are sweet they helped they, they helped you a lot so oh yeah good. the first thing i did when i was playing with sci-fi because again he's fresh to the game is once we got to the first catcher ride, i was like hey man you're driving because you got to learn how to drive i'll i'll do gun seat <laughs> and he drove like the first couple missions that we needed the car for and then after i was like oh, okay man it's cool i can drive now i just want to make sure that you like knew how to drive it was, i felt like it was an experience you need to have like a like uh, I was, I was mentoring him. All right, so now that we're all friends again and we're and we're enjoying Borderlands, let's get into the show, okay? We got we got some big news. I don't know if you heard, but Nintendo announced a new video game system. It's called the Dolphin Project Dolphin, coming out summer two thousand one. <laughs> it's called the Revolution, coming out fall two thousand six. <laughs> I forgot what the Wii U is called because it's trash. But we got the Nintendo Switch, and now what was the uh, what was the predecessor to the Game Boy Advance's code name? Iris, Iris, yeah. Yeah, Iris. So we got our new system. We have details. We have a price point, and we want to get into this. We want to talk about it, debate it. So topic of the show, news of the show, show of the show. Before we get into the show of the show, the news of the show of the Switch, we need to talk about our great sponsor here at GameZilla. It is the Nintendo Detroit- Switch! 
That's right, Nintendo signed us. That's why it's the greatest system ever. That's they what? make us wear these hats. They're glued. They don't come off. We're just going to deride it the whole show because they're our new sponsor. No, Detroit Beer Collective is our amazing sponsor here for GameZilla. Uh, you know, we have to send a huge thank you out to them because not only do they sponsor this show monetarily, uh, they give us a support, they give us a love, they pick us up when we have a bad day, but they also keep our beards looking good. If you're watching the stream, we have this great Detroit Beard Collective ad rolling behind us. Uh, they sell beard beard elixirs, beard butters, beard combs, beard shampoo, all of that keeps the skin under your beard healthy, keeps your beard smelling nice, feeling nice, and it keeps you looking good. So go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. It is, in fact, a website, and order all of your beard care products there. They have great bundles like the beard crate that you can uh, subscribe to, have it shipped to your door, uh, monthly, bi-monthly basis, whatever you need to keep your beard healthy. And at checkout, use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders $25 or more. That's MC Gaming from your friends here at Motor City Gaming and GameZilla at DetroitBeardCollective.com. And we're going right into... Topic of the show, rolling in the best song ever made. It is the We <laughs> Shop Channel song. We know it's going to be on the Switch. It's too good not to be. So it's yeah, just it's just going to continue on forever. Track. Let me let me let me get this up a little bit. Oh yeah, the uh, baseline. Oh uh, yeah. Let me sing it to the people. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 boop. All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 boop. All right, guys. So, uh, so the the switch announcement came and went, and, and boy uh, did it! Boy did it ever! And we were very excited about it uh, on our last show. Uh, we did a lot of speculation of of what was going to come uh, from the switch, what we were going to get, and we were all wrong. We were all horribly wrong. So. Last Thursday, we had our big presentation from Nintendo. It hit us on the Eastern time period at 11 p.m., so we waited all day for this. And uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about first impressions of the presentation. I didn't watch it. <laughs> you are a liar. There was you a lot were of sitting slave labor going on. I had to get Patreon rolling for okay. all of you great fans. Let's get it together here. Let's focus the conversation. <laughs> Quit clowning so much. Okay, so I will say that I think we're all in strong agreement that that was literally the worst presentation of anything I've ever seen in my adult life. What? Haven't you seen the Nintendo Switch presentation? <laughs> it, from, from an aspect of trying to sell a product... It was the sloppiest diarrhea mess I've ever witnessed. I definitely got cancer from watching this presentation. No doubt. I have no idea which cancer. It might be all of them, but it gave me cancer. It was terrible. Terrible. Now, so so things that things that were rough. Um the, all of it. So so <laughs> it was it was in Japanese and it was translated for us. The translator, I swear, didn't know Japanese at all. Uh, it was a very monotone. So, you know, the presentation is going in Japanese. They're trying to give a little excitement. And the uh, the, the person doing the translate translation was like, and uh, here we're going to unveil the new Super Mario game. And it will release, uh, you know, this coming fall. That, you know, was, the was, good, that was the good <laughs> translation. Yeah. That was the yeah, good translation. That was better. The bad translation went like this. Uh, <sighs> oh, that didn't work at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I was like, are you, this is a joke, right? This isn't real. 
for dry red eyes. It was. It was. Don't bad. bring Ben Nintendo Stein into Switch this. Don't bring awesome. Ben Stein into this. So, so the translation was bad, but in all reality, let's 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 really get into the heart of the presentation, the product. We we have the president of Nintendo come on out and 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 make the introduction, and it is awkward from that point through the rest of the presentation. <sighs> no, no, okay. Before you know what we're talking about, the awkwardness. Do you think? That it was awkward, partially like culturally and trans, you know, translation wise for us as in North America, or do you think it was also awkward for someone that was maybe Japanese? So I've been having a lot of talks about this with with a lot of people because uh, people want to argue, people want to debate, people want to agree, whatever it is. I've put in hours upon hours of of talking over the last few days about this presentation and about this new product. And the thing I can say about the presentation is that culturally, yes, there is a there's a difference as far as how how a conference like that goes in Japan versus let's say E3, okay? And especially the people that are sitting in that theater. And so where we were sitting here thinking Yes, it was weird. Yes, we weren't happy, but the the lack of clapping, the lack of a lack of just energy in the room was actually normal for a Japanese uh, presentation like this because that room was full mostly of investors and people that just have stakes in Nintendo and because of the Japanese culture, they wait yeah. until the very end to do any type of celebration in a, in a respect you know, for, for because of respect, they want to be able for you to present and, and get a point, get across everything you want to get across, and then they will give you, you know, a cheer or whatever. Uh, I think for us, it came off weird because we're listening to just a silent theater, yet the people on stage are trying to be funny. They're trying to have energy, and because of it, it created such an awkward experience that we weren't sure. We thought they were being rejected. We thought everything they were doing was failing, and because of it, it, it spiraled out of control for anybody that was viewing on Twitch, YouTube, or wherever you're watching this. It just, it just was a mess. It's almost like they were trying to make some sort of interactive, like they were looking for laughs, they were looking for excitement, they were looking for claps, and since culturally they don't really follow that procedure or protocol, it almost seemed like an improv skit. It was just, oh, hey, we're going to go up there and we're going to show this skit about the Nintendo Switch, and then afterwards we're going to discuss it with our investors. It did. It did seem like, you, it because they tried to be funny and cute at times, it very much seemed like you're at like an improv show that wasn't funny, and the person knows it's bombing, and they're like, ooh. My biggest problem with this presentation is that you had, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you had a lot of people tune in via Twitch, YouTube, and all these other streaming capabilities across the world. And you had a very small theater with maybe a couple hundred people in there that were there, that were going to be able to go to the room next to you and get their hands on this device. And the biggest problem with your presentation is that when it was over, we were all left very confused, very slightly upset, concerned about the future of Nintendo is, is where I would put myself. And where all of those people in that theater were able to stand up, walk into a room, and put one of those in their hand. And even if they were concerned like I was, they were able to either reassure that, they're, that there's a problem or, you know, ease themselves by saying, oh, this device is actually pretty 
awesome. And that's so, so my problem here is that I don't think you should have done one giant presentation out of Tokyo and broadcasted it across the world. You have a Nintendo of America. You have a Nintendo of Europe. You have these these satellites that have faces that we know. In North America, when you say Nintendo, I think Reggie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? And he had about 36 seconds in his presentation. So I just I don't agree with the way that they decided to do this, considering it's their first time not doing a Nintendo Direct, not doing something uh, like they're used to. They, they tried to come out and have this, I guess, epic event, if they want to call it that, and it just fell flat for... Uh, t- like for the world. I mean, you just go out to social media and this thing was getting burned the first two hours after the presentation. It was getting annihilated and you had places like IGN and, and other places just trying to like, oh no, this thing's sweet. This thing's sweet. Keep shoveling. Keep shoveling. Shovel the shit off of it. Like it just seemed like all these outlets that were like trying to like d- make you forget about the presentation right after the presentation. And, I, and that was... A huge disappointment for me. So, it remind the whole thing reminded me of the Simpsons character Gil. You guys know Gil? Oh, old Gil, always trying to sell, always trying to get yes. by. The whole thing seemed like it was Gil trying to sell me a game system. It did. It really seemed like, here's a feature. It does this. And then they'd look at you and be like, so you think it's cool? Like, do you like this? Is it is it good? <laughs> like, that's what it seemed like. So, I, I was... The presentation, I was uh, completely completely destroyed by um at the time i only knew that i could get up in the morning and get to gamestop at like 6 a.m get in line to pre-order and it had canceled i had canceled my plans i was not going to be getting up early to go get my system and i i i was just distraught i i didn't know what to do so the only thing i could do was go to nintendo.com just and I don't even know why I was doing that. I, just, I needed to look for answers. I was like, "Come on! Like, there's got to be something on the website that'll make me feel better." And then there wasn't. You kept sending me links on the website that made me feel worse. And you kept yelling at me about bad things. And I was like, "Oh my god, he's right! Oh my god, he's right!" <laughs> and I went to bed, and uh, you know, you know, Pokeyell watched it with me. Well, she, she, I think she fell asleep halfway through it, but you know, she watched enough of it. And she goes, "So, do you still want to get one?" I was like. Yeah, I go, but I don't think I'm going to fight to try and get a pre-order tomorrow. Yeah. That that was where I was at, let's say, 1 a.m. going to bed after the presentation. Yeah. I uh, I personally didn't um, wait as long. Uh, right before I went to bed, I found out that Best Buy's pre-orders online opened, and I decided I was going to lock it in. Brick Bitch looked at me like, why? Why are you doing this? I was like, I don't know. I just need to lock it in. And then let me just think about this because I just I just want it locked in. I have no reason to give you. There's no positive comment I can give you right now. But let me pre-order it, and I and then we'll figure it out from there. We can always cancel it. And so we did that, and then we went to bed. Jazzy, on the other hand, had a drive home where he lost his mind. Yeah, it was <sighs> the presentation for me in a nutshell was. If anybody tuned in, which I'm assuming most people did because the show did start a tiny bit late, but if you tuned into the pre-show, Nintendo had this set up, all right? There's like a DJ on stage. There's a laser light show. Like, it's making it seem like the crowd's about to be hype, okay? It's like this very cool, hip, 
turn of the century. Nintendo's about to drop something super cool on us. And then the presentation starts, and it's as if they were trying to, like, present it to a bunch of seven-year-olds. No. Dressing up in costumes was, and no. doing magic it tricks. It was more and... like they were seven years old. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, where did this... Okay, you went from laser light show and a DJ to dressing up in costumes and doing magic tricks about your your device. It just didn't make sense to me. And then, like, why is there a DJ and a laser light show there for investors to make us think that you're, like, having going to have this hype crowd? And then, of course, obviously we know now that it's a... A custom there that you don't like cheer and clap and all that stuff and you wait till the end, but it's like why 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 pump everybody up? What's the point of getting the crowd like a DJ and a laser light show are to hype the crowd for your presentation? I don't get it. Like why create all of that that fake hype to go and do a presentation that was, in my opinion, the biggest dumpster fight like this made the PlayStation Pro conference look like gold. It it did. It did. And I remember how hard I went on that presentation. It was bad. It was real bad. <sighs> but this was worse. So, um I think I think everyone gets the idea. We don't like the presentation. It, it it left a bad taste in our mouth. Let's get into the thought on uh, actually before we get into the thought on hardware, I want to I want to pull a pull a quick one here and say 24 hours later. The presentation we've calmed down from the presentation. Treehouse has happened, so we've actually seen gameplay because we didn't see gameplay in the presentation barely. So I kind of want I want to explain how I went from like no hope, rest in peace Nintendo, to calming down once I finally saw the system in a person's hands when they were playing Mario Kart on it when I and I got to see it more. I, I I got excited. Some of the some some of some I calmed down. I started to think a little bit about it and go, you know, I may not be happy with everything, but the device itself doesn't scare me. It's not the device that scares me. The presentation you, you gotta you gotta separate the device from the presentation and realize that the device actually has potential. And you have to also understand that there was about six people that took that stage for Nintendo. And think about how many people actually worked on that device. And from coming from someone that you know, I work full time job. We all do, and we all go to work and 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 we do small things for a much larger organization. That just to try to do our job and in the end make our company better, right? So I basically took it upon myself to sit there and say, as an entrepreneur, you know, as an artist who has created things that have failed, I, I at least need to give this an opportunity. I at least need to hold this in my hands at Pack South and make an opinion for myself once I have actually used the device. And that that is where I stand. I have come I have calmed down a lot. I am now more excited for the device. And I think um across the board I think maybe we, we all have gone that route. Oh absolutely. On on the drive home because I have a 20-minute drive home, so I was here in studio, watched the presentation with you. On the drive home, the system was was DOA to me. Like, I didn't even want to think about pre-order or getting it. I was like, I'm done with Nintendo. You've broke my heart. I'm searching up, like, what kind of emoji I could send out to everybody saying that I'm, that I'm hurt, finding gifts on the internet of like hearts that are broken with like a bandaid on them. And like, and Nintendo was, it's, it's nostalgic. I grew up with Nintendo. I want the switch to do well. 
And what, with what I just saw, I was like, yep, they're done. I just I just watched an hour-long presentation of Nintendo dying. And then woke up the next morning and was in the whole, like, okay, I've calmed down. Like, now let me let me look into what <laughs> this device can do because I can't base it just off that presentation. I can't. Yeah. And so, you know, I like I said, I pre-ordered mine before I went to bed. But when I woke up and, and by the middle of next day, I was actually very glad that I got my pre-order in. And that is when we also confirmed that um, that I night got his pre-order in. Yeah, I I made it to work. Then you know, I got up in the morning, got on Best Buy. weren't any pre-orders available. I was like, oh, well, that's okay. Like, I can wait. Like, it's not the end of the world. I got to work, and Crazy Uncle Braden's like, hey, there's still some pre-orders out there, and um, you know, I had been told that Target had some, and so I logged on, and I was like, well, well let me look, let me try, and I'm so I'm, I'm blowing up my wife's phone. She's not, you know answering my text back i'm like oh, i don't know what to do like you know you know i've been wanting this for a while and i i don't i don't really know what i should do and i kind of came to the conclusion like let me lock it down i could cancel my pre-order i could return it when it comes like it's not set pre-ordering is not set in stone i go let me pre-order now because i you know i was still such a bad taste in my mouth from from the presentation but there was still just this hope for the device. So, so yeah, I did. I did do the pre-order, and I felt, I felt better after pre-ordering it. Yep. Uh, and then Jazzy went ahead and pre-ordered it. I did. I, I was very back and forth, and kind of still am about this system. I wanted to lock in the pre-order because I had the same mindset of like I could always cancel the pre-order once once I figure this out I should lock it down just to make sure that you know if it if Nintendo does 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 you know pull my heartstrings at a later date when I find out more about it then you know I'll, I'll have it locked in and the more I kept going back and forth about it I guess I don't want to say like my the moral compass came in but I kept thinking to myself like there's people out there that I know are super big Nintendo fans. The Deadite Knight I know is a super big Nintendo fan, way bigger of a Nintendo fan than I am. Definitely a fan of Nintendo, but when it comes to like how big of a fan I am, the Deadite Knight has me like tenfold easily. Get, so off I'm your, like, get off your high horse and just tell people what you did. So I canceled my pre-order because I felt like there's somebody out there that deserves this more this than is, I do. This is ridiculous. No, this is true. That's yeah, why I your, canceled Your it. pre-order's on eBay That's now, exactly, listed for yeah, $800. You can ha- yeah, exactly. You can have that thought, but the, but you know where it went. It went all over eBay. It went all over the the, the, the scalpers. I hope you're right. I, I hope so. I, yeah, I hope, I, I hope so, too. Yeah. Like there, And there's nothing that I can, that I can you know, I can't control who who gets the pre-order you that I canceled. by but, trying to find a Nintendo fan and be like, I have a pre-order I want to give to you. Yeah, well... What did you try doing after you canceled your pre-order? Uh, I tried to bring myself back to the mindset of I should re-pre-order it. And <laughs> Man, I'm just, is he I'm just so, through his shit yeah, right now. I mean, as as the system it says, I have switched more my opinion on this system than you anybody. The, you forgot the switch. Yeah. There you go. Let's never do that again, okay? <laughs> it was, it was, that was one of the worst moments we've had. It's just all of us trying to snap together yeah, like yeah. idiots. Not only that, but I just hate, I hate that like gimmick that they were doing like over and over yeah. and over again. Let's switch yeah. to something else. <laughs> it, was, it was so corny. Like the first time I was like, okay. But when they did it in between every, every segment, segment, I was, I was like, oh, come on. 
All right, so <laughs> we're 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 through our twenty four hours of of feeling here. What um, thoughts on the hardware? Let's get into the hardware of this device. How about we start with the price point? I was disappointed because I think we all thought that that was the top end of the price point. And I don't... So this is something I thought about a day or two after the presentation. The reason I was disappointed, and many were disappointed, was not because it was $300. Because we heard months of people saying, it's going to be $250. It's going to be $199. We had the you know, quote unquote, you know, game journalists of the internet, the bloggers, the leakers saying that, oh, you know, this, you know, Canadian Toys R Us has it priced at this and this and that. And, you know, UK Amazon has it priced at $199. And that set our expectations for anywhere from 200 to 250 American dollars. Yeah. And then when it came out, $50 higher than what we really thought was realistic. I think we were all kind of bummed out about that. I don't think $300 is an unrealistic price point, but after, you know, four months, three months or whatever of being told, things going to be about 250 It was a letdown. We let our expectations, uh, not our expectations, we let the, the rumors create expectations, and then we were disappointed. I think the system at $299.99 is fine. Um, it is, it's, you know, I would have loved to see 250 but... I'm not. This is it. The fifty dollars doesn't sway me at all. Was I kind of like, damn, yeah, absolutely. But did I? Was it still like I'm gonna buy this? Yes. The the thing that's rough about it is in my mindset that fifty dollars. That's a that's a game. You know, that's pretty much a game. Sure. Especially if you have the Best Buy Gamers Club, like like almost all of us have. Right. That is a fifty dollar game essentially. Then so yep. you know it's the difference of for three hundred bucks me walking out with with Zelda and the system or me having to you know breach that three hundred dollar price point. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't put it in there. Like two ninety nine. I can understand the price point. Like it was it was the high end of what I thought was acceptable for systems. So I can't be too mad. But at the same time, at two ninety nine, like. Nintendo normally, when they're going to go high end on their systems, they're going to give you something to go with the system. Right, and, and Reggie came out and explained the reason why there's no package game is because they wanted to stay under three hundred dollars. There was no way they could stay under three hundred dollars and include a game without basically just giving a game away and and you know losing their ass on it. So you know when you think about like what did you. <laughs> I know we're not into the software of it, but when you think about the launch, the launch, what are you going to give it? One, two, switch. Okay. I mean, yeah. We had Wii Sports, and it worked out great for it, right? So, I mean, I could see some sort of bundled software. We're not going to get that this time. That's the decision they made. Yep. The hardware, though, let's talk about it. 300 bucks is going to get you the, the Switch, two Joy-Con controllers, and... Joy-Con uh, grip. Joy-Con grip, the dock... And then, of course, you know, your AC adapter and uh, HDMI cord. Um, do you get the wrist straps in the... You do the, get the basic wrist straps in black. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you'll be able to, if you want to buy colored ones, you can buy colored ones. And there's two versions that are both $300, and that is the, the standard gray edition switch, and then the neon color switch is what they're calling it, where the left Joy-Con is blue and the right Joy-Con is red. Um so there's two variations for you. I know it's it's kind of weird 
I, you know, I clowned on you a little bit when you told me you, you ordered the neon. I was like, oh, come on, the neon, that's kind of dumb. And I don't know if it's because the, it's what they've been showing more in press releases, but I like the neon more and more. I think I'm still happy I went with the gray because I like the uniform color. That's something that, you know, again, we all know I like I like things design-wise to be clean and simple. Sociopath. Yeah, style. yeah, cold, clean, yeah. simple. That's what I like. Yeah. But um, the more I look at the red and blue Joy-Cons, it's like, oh, those are kind of fun. I mean, I like I'm flashy. I like I liked you know when when there's limited edition DSs when there's like I like that stuff because it's you it's unique. Like if in six months later they come out with a Mario edition Switch, I might be that first person that bails on a Switch and gets the Mario edition. That's just how this is how I run. But um, you know they both look great. You know the the gray looks very traditional Nintendo, and the neon is just it's actually I was a little surprised. I thought. Nintendo wasn't going to offer any of that right out the gate. It kind of took me back to the Nintendo 64 when it was like you got your 64 and it was gray, but then they came out with colored controllers and I was like all I was like oh my god, I need to get a, a blue controller and a red controller like, you know, um so I did like that they at least started out with a couple colors and gave you the option. Um so you get all that for 300 bucks. Let's talk about the Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons <sighs> Man, where do you want to start with the Joy-Cons? So, so the the Joy-Cons at first appearance are are what we saw in October. Um, you know, it's it looks like two small Wii remotes. They confirm that there are motion controls in them. You know, you can split them in half to play games like Mario Kart. They you know have a you know instead of the traditional D-pad, you have more of a C-style button on the on the left Joy-Con. On the right Joy-Con, you have your A, B, Y, X buttons. Um, and what we didn't know. A couple of things that were revealed actually in the press conference. One of the more informative parts of the press conference is when you when you, when they initially showed people playing it, they're like, "Oh, it's gonna you're gonna have to like clunkily use the palm of your hand to like engage the trigger buttons." But no, there's actually an L and R button that are you know flush against the back end of against the I, I guess I should say outside edge. Of the Joy-Con, so it, it pretty much is a fully functioning Super Nintendo controller in your hand with a well, button layout. Well, it's the it's the edge that that locks into yeah. the uh, into the screen. Correct. Yeah. Um. And so one thing, the wrist strap isn't like the Wii wrist strap where it just loops around the end. This is actual something that slides onto the hardware, like the the railing that the actual Joy-Con slide under the system with. It slides in there, and it actually extends. It makes it slightly wider, so it's allegedly more comfortable in your hand, uh, and it gives you the uh, uh, sort of uh, protruding yeah. L&R buttons, exactly. which, you know, it's tough for me to say because none of us have our hands on this. Everything from sor- from sources that, you know, you know are a little bit over-biased, say it surprisingly feels better in your hand than you would think, but I'm not going to believe that until, you know, hopefully you guys can get your hands on one itself. Yeah, and I've been, and yeah, in two weeks we should be able to give you way better feedback on this, but the uh, the thing that I have read is that people played, uh, you know, a game and they for a short period and they said it wasn't bad, but they could imagine playing longer time with that would be painful i believe that and uh though the little the little adapter does make it a little a slight bit bigger i think you'll find me playing more so on a pro controller uh or um the getting an extra set of wemo or uh see i call them wemotes i already call them wemotes because i know what they are yeah joy cons so that i can um (laughs) be greedy and use two of them for myself so so let me let me get back into the features a little bit more of the Joy Cons. So we found out that on one of the Joy Cons, or may, maybe it's both of them, they have uh, just one. Uh, 
cameras. They have a, like an IR camera. Just one. It's just not, is it just on the right one? The right one, yep. That can actually read gestures and read distance. So you could do a paper, rock, scissors, that sort of thing in front of it. You can read distance. We don't really know what they're going to do with this at this point. Right. But that's available. Um, the other one, you know, one of, oh, yeah, and the, it's also the right one, has the Amiibo reader. Correct. It has the the, uh, the near field for that. The left one has a capture button for capturing photos. They said eventually for capturing video. Yep. Kind of neat. Um, and the, you know, we know they have the full range motion controls. What we didn't know we were going to get, and I'm, I still haven't decided my feelings on this, so I want to talk about it and then ask you how you feel about it. They have a new, what they call HD rumble system in the Joy-Cons. The way they explained it in the show is if you put an ice cube, one ice cube in a, in a glass and shake the Wii remote, it feels like an actual ice cube. Like it, it, and then you put a second one in and you can feel the difference between one ice cube in a glass and two ice cubes in a glass. Is that, that's what they were using as an example. Um, and so my initial thought was, man, that's going to make these things more expensive than they need to be. We don't need that. But then my se- my thought earlier today before we recorded is, man, if when I'm playing Zelda, like the sword really feels cool, like when I like glance my sword off an opponent's sword and it like it maybe grinds in the right way and like that could be really cool. So my imagination started to go with it a little bit, but I still feel like it's probably unnecessary. I have a hard time. I have a hard time with this in the sense of like. Nintendo likes to come out with ideas and they're out the gate uh, and other, other companies have done this, okay? Sony has done this big time with some of the devices like the Vita. Is Here's this here's this like mechanic, here's this device that can do this thing and our launch games support it and then it just disappears. And I mean the greatest example of that is pick up a DualShock 4 and tell me how often the touchpad on the controller gets integrated into anything other than being a button anymore. Uh, Trine? One of the Trine games I played, you had to like exactly. draw the spell. So one game in all the time I played PS4 has made use of that. Yeah, Infamous used it. You know, like like there was a, there's definitely it was used, but like it's been completely dropped off. The Vita back when there was support for the Vita, the back touchpad died off quickly because it was that it was just it was poor. So these these extra features that you're talking about, like the IR scanner and the uh, HD Rumble, it's like yeah, we got Rumble. We got Rumble in every controller that we hold. I mean, the Vita doesn't have rumble, but still, like, the, any controller I pick up has rumble. If this rumble is a little more sophisticated, then cool, but did you really... I mean, they took a good chunk of their presentation to spend on this. Yeah. To shake ice cubes in a glass and fill it with water. And then gave us no in-game example. Because they probably don't have one yet. And that's what concerns me about the this this aspect of the controller. I don't like anything about the Joy-Con controllers. Anything? I, I think you don't like the colors. Nope. You, you don't like, like the matte finish. You don't like nope. red and blue. No. It, it, You're wearing a red hat I right can't, now. I I would not. I would if and when or if You're wearing I blue get a jeans. switch, I will get the the gray controllers because. That would bug the crap out of my OCD. Why do they gotta be different? I I sort of Why, lean that way. Yeah, that's like, I can't disagree with you on that. It would. It's just my brain doesn't process it. So I like that they're different for the sense of being able to give the red one to one player, give the blue one to another player. It, it, it it's the same reason why when you had Nintendo sixty four, you didn't want all gray controllers. 
I, I like, I just li- like, it's cool. And guess what? When they come out with more colors or they come out with ones that are like themed after characters, you know, like we have the Wiimotes that have like Mario coloration and, and Yoshi coloration. Like, like you're going to get that and that's going to be cool. Yeah. You get to custom. You get I, to just, I just don't it. like it. I like the fact that mine's going to look different than yours. I like that. I don't want, like, this uniform, like, yeah, I got the Switch, it's gray. Yeah, I got the Switch, it's gray. Yeah, I got the Switch, it's gray. Yeah, you got the Switch, and it's got neon color controllers, like everybody else who got the neon color controller Switch. Right now, yeah, but again, the fact of the matter is that, let's just say it's 50-50. Half the people got gray, and half the people got colors. That's a variation. That's, That's the definition, pretty much, of, like, a variation. So, you're right. I'm going to share it with other people. I'm not saying I'm the only one in the world that has colors, but I like the fact that I had a choice. Yeah, me too. And the variation for me was great. <laughs> anyway, this could be flipped on you. It's super easy. I'm not trying to flip anything. Just make your point. Um, I don't like the Joe-Con controllers. I feel they're super small. Even when I get them in my hand, I... I don't have any belief whatsoever that this can be comfortable for any... Ex- any time period whatsoever, like even in the they, grip, they looked sm- putting them into the grip or putting them in onto the the screen is the probably only way I'll use these. I don't think I will ever use the Joy Cons removed from a device. Well, I mean, you're just, never going to use them anyways because you're not getting a switch. So, I, at least for me, and I know I'm in the minority. Outside of always at like swinging it around, I find the Wii remote really comfortable. Just playing Zelda the day, I was laying on the couch with like my arms sort of down at my side when I wasn't swinging my sword, and like I I like that feeling. So that I actually like the ideas of the Joy-Con because that was one of the aspects of the Wii I did like the control, and I know I'm in the minority about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I'm concerned it's small, for sure. I I agree with Jazzy that the only way I'm going to use it as a joy as it's Sorry, a single Joy-Con. The only way I'm going to use a single Joy-Con is in that instance that, you know, we're at work and, you know, Dead Eye Knight didn't bring his Switch and we want to play split-screen Mario Kart and that's our only option, then that's how we're going to play it. But, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way and be like, yep, this is how I'm going to play my Switch. It's not mm. going to be my primary option. Did you guys hear that the sync, how the syncing process is for these? No. It's, let's say you have your Switch, I bring my Joy-Cons to work. Yours already synced to your system. I latch mine on the side. They sync. I unlatch them. That's, oh, that's how they sync. That's slick. More like how the PS4, you know, control. You just USB it in. Yeah. So like I was, I hate. I had to sync Wii remotes while I, uh, I had hosted some children at my house, and I was like, oh, why is this the worst? So I was glad that that was an improvement. Yeah, I like that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's hot. The Wii remote is hot garbage. The way you have to sync those, and then they like don't sync, and then it's uh, it's just a hot mess. But yeah, uh, I'm not super into the features. Like I don't, I don't ever see myself using <laughs> almost any of the features that this thing has. I don't the Wii remote p- uh, capabilities, possibly with the motion sensors for games that that could possibly use it to try them out. But as far as like the <laughs> the being able to track, you know the the paper scissors rock and the HD rumble I think is a giant waste of money I just it like you said it's gonna make it it makes it makes the Joy-Con super expensive did you guys the price of of extra Joy-Cons time out time out do we 
do we know that it makes the price expensive because it's a rumble? Like, like let's like it's probably a standard rumble with software for God's sake. So like, we don't we don't know. Yeah, that. we don't know that. We can so, speculate, but we don't know that. Every controller has rumble in it. So to sit there and say that, it's and a I ju- hate rumble in my controllers now. That's fine. You don't turn it off. You still leave it on. Because I'm lazy. That's fine. You still use Rumble. Everybody, like, most people use Rumble. I don't use Rumble because it's been removed from my controller. But only on my PS4, mind you. Everything else, I use Rumble. The- uh, again, because I'm gimmicky and I love the N64 so much, I like Rumble. Rumble's like, I, fine. I, like, I like it. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I Mine doesn't have it because that's the way I bought it. I didn't have a choice. But the the thing I'm saying here is that <laughs> the IR scanner and all that type of stuff is more unnecessary than I would say rumble in the controller considering how standard a rumble controller is like it or not so I mean before we sit there and we bash the Joy-Con for price point because of the rumble let's just bash it price because point, it's too expensive yeah period and it has yeah I guess I I guess I vocalized because of the rumble but it's it's everything included like I don't think the Joy-Cons need all of that stuff, which are going to increase the price point for something that I'm never going to use individually. So, so you know, well, to get everyone up to speed, uh, it, it's under my belief that it, it will be forty nine ninety nine for one Joy-Con. Yes, you can buy a two pack of a left and right Joy-Con for seventy nine ninety nine. So it is a twenty dollar price break on that. Uh, and I thought it was eighty nine ninety nine. No, that's seventy nine. Seventy nine ninety nine. Eighty bucks. Um, and then let's let's talk a little bit about the Pro Controller, which we know will retail. This is what was shocking to me. I'm not surprised at the Joy Cons being eighty dollars for a pair. I was very surprised at the Pro Controller retailing at seventy dollars, sixty nine ninety nine. But I later found out that all of the tech that is in the Joy Cons is in the pro controller. And when you think about it, that makes sense that, that that they did that. But, you know, my my hope was we were looking at a $40, $50 pro controller that, that was just a simple, basic controller. And realistically, there'll be a third party. There'll be a third party that will make a $50, you know, pro controller that will work great. Um Without maybe without all the tech in it, but you know it has the it has the amiibo reader has you know it has the camera it has the HD rumble all that in it. It doesn't bother me at all because I paid sixty dollars for a DualShock Four. Correct. With technology in it that if we want to make fun of Rumble and we want to make fun of IR, the dumbass light bar, the dumbass touch screen, the dumbass speaker that's on my DualShock 4 could have all been eliminated and my DualShock 4 could have been cheaper. So, like, I don't want to act like Nintendo's the only one out there doing dumb shit. So, I have no problem with a pro controller coming in with Amiibo support, IR reading, whatever, whatever it is they, they want to they wanna support as their new system. For seventy bucks, that doesn't bother me. Especially knowing that the DualShock Four was sixty, and before it was a year old, you could find sales on the controller. You're going to do the same thing with Nintendo controllers. So. I'm more okay with the seventy dollars price point of the Pro controller because I feel like that's the way I'm going to play the Switch. It's a real controller. That's what. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm playing Zelda, I'm going to be playing it on a Pro controller. When I'm playing Splatoon, I'm going to be playing it on a Pro controller. That Pro yeah. Controller is going to be coming everywhere with me. Because of the $70 price point, I'm going to be playing the Joy-Cons. I mean, I would really have to hate these Joy-Cons and the grip. Until to- Glenn buys you one. 
Well, yeah, until Grim buys you one. Uh, you know, I, I would certainly put the Pro Controller high on my Christmas list, but that's six months out because, you know, just looking, you know, and we haven't gone into this yet, but just looking at the first four or five months of the system life, it's hard for me to budget a $70 controller in, assuming that the Joy-Cons are fun for L and I to play Mario Kart on. Yeah. As long uh, as we yeah. can both have fun with the Joy-Cons... I don't see me hurrying to buy a Pro Controller, but I absolutely want one. So what about this, though? Would you buy a Pro Controller first or two more Joy-Cons? Under the... So if you buy two more Joy-Cons, odds are you're going to want to buy another grip that's another $30 on top of it. So it makes it a $110 apparatus to, for control, and that's really pricey. That's getting into pro, like actual Pro Controller, you know, cinch, scuff price range uh so i would i would definitely buy a pro controller before i would go and buy another set of joy cons under speculation of how i enjoy things okay all right and then we've also found out um so the joy we, i think we've we've talked enough about the controllers yeah uh something that's always surrounding nintendo they're always trying to do something very unique with uh with their controller um Let's talk about the screen itself. So we got a uh, 6.2 inch, and it is a current gen touchscreen, a capacitive uh, touchscreen where, like our tablets, like our smartphones, um, moving away from the older style that we've seen in our DS, so we've seen even on the Wii U. It's a 720p screen. And the battery that's built into this thing is said to last, depending on what you're doing, two and a half to six hours. An example they gave us was that The Legend of Zelda playing uh, would be a three-hour gameplay before you would be running out of battery. It is charged by USB-C, so it does look like we're going to be able to buy juice packs. You know, you're going you're gonna to be able to find ways to prolong this thing on the go if you want, but overall... That is your screen. It's got a kickstand on the back that looks, to me, pretty flimsy. And hidden directly behind the kickstand is your micro SD slot that is going to allow you to expand up to 2 terabytes on the micro SD XE, I believe, is the current format. And I don't like that there's no cover to them. Like this is, These are small things, but when you lift that kickstand up, the, the SD card is exposed. I wish there was kind of like a cover for the SD card, that, you know, that the kickstand wasn't the cover. So, just in case, if I'm playing a game that's loaded on that SD card, I accidentally bump it, like we've done with our DS in the past, things like that. It's just a you know easy fix with a small piece of plastic. But I mean, what do you think of the screen? For me, it it's hard. I'm not going to have a strong opinion of it until I physically get to look at it. Um, but I know that, you know, some people really wanted it to be 1080, wanted the screen itself to be 1080. I'm personally under the opinion that a screen that size still looks good at 720. Agreed, yeah. That, you know, yeah, sure, who wouldn't want it to be 1080? I don't know how that would affect power consumption. Um, I don't know, you know, really how big of a difference it would be. But in my opinion, a 720 screen at that size looks fine. I guess my question is: Do we? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. What does the Vita run at? Can we? Uh, can you check on that for me, Jazzy? 
I can check. All right, somebody check on that. I'll check. I'll check it because out because the Vita, though the screen is a little bit smaller, the Vita is gorgeous. Be an OLED original or even the new LCD, they're gorgeous. So I mean, again, that size. I don't think you need to worry too much about the pixels because even a 4K TV, for example, people will tell you don't buy anything smaller than 50 inch because you're not going to reap the benefits of 4K on the smaller screens. And so like it, that, that same rule works with every resolution based off screen size. That's, that's just the way, that's the way it works. So, um, I'm, I, from the comparison photos I have seen of this screen and the device uh, compared to the 3DS XL, compared to the Wii U uh, gamepad, I am impressed with the design of it, the thinness, and the overall just appearance of the device to me so far looks nice. The Vita screen resolution is 960 by 544. It's not even, so it's not even 720. Correct. And that screen's gorgeous. And it does look And we're growing, nice. what, an inch? I think we get an inch uh, to the Switch. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a resolution bump, and we're getting an inch. So, I mean, I, again, I think you're, you are going to be looking at a, a nice screen. And, of course, they've already confirmed it, that if you put it in the dock, you're going to get better play on the TV. You're going to get 1080p play. Which is great. Which is fine. Yeah. I have nothing against the screen whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i perfectly okay with, hey, I play 1080p on, on my television at home because it can support it. If I pick this up and want to go mobile with it, I can't expect it to be just as good as on my, my television that is <laughs> a cost that I pay for that I look. Like, if... I could play 1080p on a handheld device. Like, why would I go buy a a nice TV? Like, why wouldn't I just play a handheld mobile device? I'm okay with the the bump down. I think that the resolution increase is going to be enough to where it's going to be the prettiest handheld that you've ever held. And I'm okay with the the size. I'm okay with the the thinness. The little things do kind of bother. I didn't know that the there was no SD card cover slot, so that kind of does worry me. But as far as like the functionality of the screen, I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah, I just don't like it. Like you know, dust, debris, things like. I just not like there should be a cover, and it doesn't look like there is. So that that bugs me. But I also am not a fan of the 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 onboard memory. I just think you could have done better. So we got 32 gigs, which. I think we were all expecting more. I don't think there's anyone, you know, who, like, that was, like, the laugh, like, oh, I bet they only give us 32 gigs. And, you know, I was thinking, uh, personally, 128 gigs yeah. is what I was expecting yep. out of, you know, Nintendo, because that is still much smaller than this industry standard, um, which Nintendo has traditionally done. And then to do 32 gigs, it was like, whoa, if this system came out, three or four years ago, sure, maybe. No, I guess more than that. So if this came out for the last generation, I could see them trying to pull that. But. Yeah, I was surprised at that. I thought, you know, that with the cost of solid-state memory on that on the, on the low end, 32, 64, 128, like, for sure I thought we'd be getting more than 32, My, you know, including the fact that you're going to be getting the OS on that 32. So you're not getting 32, you're getting, we don't know yet, but it's less than that. And so... You know, that's 
a kind of a bummer. And then, of course, all the media is like, but don't worry, they gave you an SD, a micro SD slot so you can expand the memory. It's like, right, that's great, but I shouldn't have to worry about expanding the memory day one. Like, I got to worry about that day one. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a concern. Like, that sucks. I didn't have to, like, we bit, we all bitched about our 500 gigabyte hard drive in our PS4. But we didn't bitch about it day one. It, you know, it took us a little while where we were like, okay, this sucks. I need to, I need a bigger hard drive. So I'm, I'm, a little, I'm bummed about that. That's probably my biggest piece. That, that and I know me. it's different because it's cartridge based, so you're, you're gonna save a little there. But like, there were games on my PS4 that were more than 32 gigs after like some DLC and some, some patches. Yeah. Like- and so I, <laughs> yeah, I think the, uh, you know, this thing's cartridge based, which we, we've talked about in the past, and right. a lot of that the game will will stay on the cartridge. So from the physical game aspect, I'm not as worried about it. It's it's the it's the eShop that I'm worried about. It's downloading games and I know like NES and SNES games may not, you know, they don't take much space, but if you got people that are like Jazzy who doesn't they don't, they they don't have a problem buying a digital version of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, then what are they looking at? Like legitimately, and and reports have come out that we're looking at almost fourteen gigs for that game. You're looking yeah. at losing half of your storage downloading Zelda. Yeah, a game. And to be fair, that hasn't been confirmed. If it's any different with the cartridge, there's some speculation that's with the cartridge, and that it's downloading that that footage. Or, or that that file to help with uh, because of the open world to help with the loading times and all that type of stuff. So it, it could be 14 gigs no matter what. If it was a straight download from the eShop, it could be more. And that's just crazy. You're gonna have one game fill it up day one. Um, is there any features that we want to that we that we've missed that we want to talk about? Well, unfortunately, one of my big complaints about the show and one of my issues about this whole switch pre-launch is they didn't really talk about features we saw literally i am not exaggerating three seconds of the interface we by accident it wasn't on purpose yeah it was just like in a quick clip what we see is uh it was very white there was we'll call them tiles it it reminded (laughs) me it reminded me uh, sort of of the PS4 interface. You see a strip with a few, like, games. Across the bottom, you saw things like photo and, you know, like, different, like, options. Like, all, all really standard modern video game interface sort of stuff. Uh, really anything post, uh, you know, PS3. Like, it feels like that. You have those options there. Uh, so I, I really expected to see that aspect of this. How does the interface work? They didn't show us, they didn't even, even mentioned eShop. Now, we, it, you know, right now we can't trust internet rumors, but I think we all damn well know GameCube ports are coming to the Switch. Yep. But they didn't talk about any of that. They didn't bring up the eShop. I would have loved for them to be like, hey, here are five of your favorite GameCube games. Guess what? They're available for $9.99 the day the Switch launches. Yeah, exactly. That would have got me excited just to know that I could go get Luigi's Mansion for 10 bucks on launch. That'd be great. But they didn't talk about any of that. We don't know anything about that. So we're left speculating here. And I think that's super poor by Nintendo. And it's probably because they still don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the concern. We don't know. You know my number one prediction that I wanted was uh, let us re-download our pre-purchases. We got nothing about that. We got very little about the eShop. 
uh, besides the fact that there is one, we got nothing about like uh, about. Um, sorry, I won't say nothing. We got very little about the chat system. We've learned more since then, and that's where that's where I'm going to pick up is the chat system is going to be an app that you download on your smart device. And this is an interesting move for Nintendo. I I have a few opinions on it. One, from a business standpoint, I get it. You have no infrastructure, no ecosystem of a chat system, period. Where Sony and Microsoft have multiple generations of Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. They've built that from the ground up. They have the server structure infrastructure. They've built it. You don't have that. So there's a cost there. There's there's time there. And so instead, you can build an app, which you've already proved that you can do several times, pay a fraction of the cost to build this app, use the infrastructure of a cell phone network, which is huge and better than any other infrastructure out there, really, and then just use that piggybacking off of your system. It makes sense in the, in the fact of how can we build something for a low cost and quickly. Now, did you hear, I believe it was what Reggie had to say about this? About the mobility? About the mobility aspect, being able to chat without necessarily having a headset with you. I love Reggie, but I hate this explanation. Because what's the difference of putting a mic in and the speaker inside of your Switch? Mm -hmm. Like the DS. I could talk to you on my 3DS in Pokemon. This is true. Without a headset. It's true. So you've done it already. So, you know, again, I think it's more from their side of the of this of the ecosystem and, and the amount of effort and and resources it would need to build this to support everyone, not just talking about one continent, like or to support everybody. Um, but his explanation, I I I just hated. I did not believe him, and that that bugs me because I like Reggie, and I just his I was like, you know what, like yeah, but. Why can't I? I'm going to carry my Switch with me everywhere I go. So why not? Like, you're like, well, if we do it in mobile, then it can go with you. Okay, well, I can throw a headset in my backpack with my Switch and it can go with me too. You know, a a better answer would have been like, well, what you don't know is that you can use your phone as a hotspot and you can play multiplayer off your Switch anywhere you are. And because of that, you can also use your chat system. I mean, like, it would have been more like, you know, we're going to build that feature into your phone. It's you're gonna purchase it type deal, you know. But I don't, you know, like it's gonna be a cost to it. But I, I don't know. I feel like you could have just answered that better, and I felt like it was just a cheap answer that we got. Especially considering that same article, they let us know that Street Pass is dead, and that they're not gonna be using Street Pass anymore on this device because we want to focus on the home console capabilities. But yet you just told me that the chat system is the way it is because it's a mobile. Like yeah. in the same article, you flip flopped, and I hated that. And I think I think this is the difficulty of what they're trying to do. You know, the the switch ha- has an identity problem. Again, we have another identity problem. You know, it they they say it's primarily a home console with the portable features, but you know, like you just said, that is contradictory to what the president of Nintendo Nintendo America said about the chat system. So, you know. I'm still excited, though, yeah. for the chat system. I understand the way that they're doing the chat system. I personally don't like it. I think it's 
mainly because I'm used to the infrastructure that Microsoft and Sony has built, and and I'm used to it. I I understand how those work, and I enjoy it. So that's another one of those things where I'm going to actually have to like see it and see how it works to determine whether it's going to be like a large pain in the butt to try like you know is there going to be a problem problems with them them syncing are we going to have situations where like your chat drops because you lose signal on your phone or something like that so you know you you are going to have another battery to worry about you know that's that's the right. other thing you do but but I guess right now if you're using a wireless headset you have another battery to worry about so True. I mean it's trade off but my whole thing with this is that I think it's an intelligent way for them to go. I think it could be, and, and, here, and I'm not making this prediction, but it's a thought. It could be the future of how everybody goes. Because if you think about one thing, when I go to text message somebody on the PlayStation Network, I don't use my PS4 anymore. I pick my phone up, I launch the PS Messenger, and I message it because it's quicker, easier, and better. I could do it from work. I can do it when I'm sitting next to my PS4. It's just handy. And so when Jazzy's on, you know, playing Borderlands, and I know Rick's not there, and I'm like, Jazzy, you better not be playing Borderlands because, you know, because Gangster Ass Rick's going to stab you in the face. I just, I can pull it from my phone anytime. It's just convenient. And I think Nintendo saw that and said, how can we take that to another level? Let's build the whole system around our app. I I have hope for it. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with it. So with that being said, that's a lot of the hardware and or features of the Nintendo Switch. So well, we missed one thing. Okay, what did we miss? The online service. It's gonna be a charge service. They're gonna charge you money. It's free until the fall. Did they specifically say November? I think it said fall. Yeah, I've heard fall. The months have been floating around a little bit, but yeah. but um, online service gonna cost money. You know, similar to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live. Here's the kicker that has now been confirmed. You are gonna get free games for the month. No, <sighs> you're gonna get free games for. The month. It is a subscription, and once that month is over, that game will then not exist on your system, and you will be prompted to buy it. This is a big. This is a mistake. I, this I is a think, mistake. I think they'll go back on this one. I don't think everybody else gives you games as long as you keep paying your membership. Yeah. Those games work. Nintendo has a library that is gigantic, and they need to understand that they can, this will not this. This is dumb. It is so dumb. Yeah, I just I don't like it. Because it's all the NES, SNES port games, isn't it? Well, that's what they're. That's, those were some of the ones. They, those were some of the ones examples they gave. But like, if you give me Mario three, and I understand Mario three is a staple for you, right? And then you're saying next month that you're going to take it away, and then say, hey, yeah, did you like that? Buy it for five bucks. It's a demo. It is a demo. That's what it is. It's a demo. And I, so, out of everything that I've read, this is probably the biggest thing that really upsets me. I don't like this move. It feels cheap. It feels greedy. And I I don't agree with it. It's to the point where unless just forecasting out my use of the Switch, unless I really love Splatoon and need to play it online with you, I may not be subscribing to this service. If they simply said it's $4.99 a month and you're guaranteed one free NES or SNES game a month, I'd be in. I'd give them five bucks a month to get my features and know that I'm going to get a great classic game every month. Yep. But the fact that I only get it for the month seems really poor. Yeah. 
I don't I don't like it at all. It, it just it instantly bugs me, and I don't know. I mean, everyone, every other, everybody else uses the you know your, my our online services pay. If you want to be able to, to to play multiplayer competitively, if you want to be able to uh, voice chat things like that, it's pay. And um, you know they did say you're still going to be able to share stuff socially. You're still going to be able to uh, you know to do a few other function functions, but um, a lot of that is under that pay period. And that you know you get this. We're going to get this freebie taste test. I I would hope that it comes with deep discounts. Like I feel like for the PSN, I think we get a nice percentage of discounts. Like a lot of times, like oh, this is on sale, but if you're a PS Plus member, you get an extra thirty percent off. Yeah, so a lot of times, good. games are only a couple bucks. If you told me that okay, you subscribe to the service, you like the game, okay, it's a buck or something like oh, that. Oh, that's different. You yeah. know, like it, you know, for the for the one month following the month you had it for free, it's a dollar. It's a dollar ninety nine. Maybe I could get on board. Yeah, but if it's right back up to full price, I. If you give that, and they did say there's discounts. They did say there would be yeah. discounts floating around there. But if you said, hey, here's Mario 3 for free in the month of April, and uh, at the you know in May, you can buy it for $0.99 cents or $1.99. And the game's normally $3.99, $4.99. Yeah. I, so you're talking half off, potentially more, right? I'm, I'm 100% on board, and... I would rebuy. I'd rebuy your stuff, right? Like I just talked about how I'm sick of rebuying your stuff. But if you give me Mario Three for a buck, I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll give you a buck for Mario Three. After I've given you five bucks here, five bucks there, ten bucks here, like like after I've given you so much money for my twenty versions of Mario Three that I own, I still would give you money because I feel like there's value there. So, all right, we're Eric on has a question because he sent it into info at MotorCityGaming.com. And he says the PS Vita user or PS Vita users should recognize that the system itself is highly comparable to the Nintendo Switch. The use of game cartridge, the comparable size, and so forth. Grim, knowing that you are a proud owner of the Vita, do you think spec-wise the Vita is still superior than the Switch? If so, what features do you think outstand the Vita the most? Another proud owner of the Vita... EA Sports. Uh, so okay, so I love my Vita. Um, and and I I take it everywhere with me, but I I can't call a device that's now going on four years old a a superior device to the Switch. And though the screen size is close, you know, like there's similarities, sure. But my biggest thing is the fact is that we've already confirmed that there's higher resolution on the Switch. The G- the GPU CPU is, is of an architecture that's newer than the Vita, you know. And and over the only thing the Vita, you know, if I had to pick something that the Vita has that that doesn't have a purpose in the switch is I love the remote play of my Vita. I can turn my PS4 on literally from anywhere in the world and, you know, potentially play a game if my internet connection is good enough. So I've been in Seattle at a convention, turned my turned my PlayStation 4 on, fired up Destiny and got my goods from Xur and then shut it back down. Like that's a really cool feature. I don't need that with the Switch obviously because the Switch is coming with me. But that's I guess that's one feature I like of the Vita. Other than that, there's nothing great to say about the Vita. Other than maybe battery life is good. Like battery life is pretty decent on the Vita. The 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 system itself, like 
I like it, but I I'm not gonna sit there and say that the uh, yeah. that it's superior in any way to the Switch. I almost think they're uncomparable for one reason and one reason alone, and that's support. Sony's got the PS4, the PS4 Pro, the the PlayStation VR, and they are throwing no love in the way of their Vita at all, currently or in the near future that I see at all. Well, they so, did they did a PlayStation Experience. Well, they they, had, they pulled it out of their pocket and then sh- showed that you could get games on it. Come on, that's support. They just announced that they're going to actually get, put games on it. Yeah, whatever. When's the last time they did that before that? Yeah, but why the do difference? You think they the difference did is it? Nintendo has to support the Switch because this is like their lifeline. Like, See, everyone is... keeps saying this. Everyone, I, I do not believe that the Nintendo Switch is Nintendo's lifeline. So then Nintendo goes mobile. I don't. Ca- Nintendo can do many things. Mobile, handheld. Their DS is just fine. As as limited as their DS is, as much as I'm done with the DS and I'm tired of it, it is selling just fine. Couldn't find one in the store this holiday. Pretty sure you can find a Wii U pretty much anywhere you looked. Right. The DS is just fine. Their mobile game is is brand new. You're talking. This company has made a shit ton of money off two apps, two. So like. Yes, it's important. It is a very important device to Nintendo. But I'm, I, but like, I got upset and I said, "Rest in peace, Nintendo." At their presentation, because I was mad. By no means do I think that if this system runs the same course as the Wii U, do I think Nintendo will close its doors? No, I just think that we lose. There's the potent, There's a high potential if the Switch does as bad as the Wii U that we lose the one thing that for us growing up on Nintendo is super important, and that is a home console. Maybe. this Is this really a home console? Or is it a mobile console that has home features? I'm just saying this. <laughs> is that, go, watch, go watch any video that has a Nintendo rep in it. And they go. This is the Nintendo Switch home console. They're like they're like force feeding us that that it's a home console. It's a home console because in reality, this device is a mobile device. And in reality, they made a successor to the DS, but they don't want to kill the DS. So they need to make sure people understand it's a home console and that the DS is still alive and well. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I think as we watch the first two years of this lifespan of this of this device. The the marketing and the target of this device is going to shift into a mobile, a mobile device, and that'll be when you know we'll see the DS eventually. The DS is on its end life; it can't live like you're not going to have this a 3DS in its current situation for another two three years. I just can't imagine it. As far as manufacturing that device, like I don't I don't know. Like I can't see them keep pushing this device that. I mean, have we heard about Dragon Quest Eight? They've literally had to remove things from the PS2 version of this game so that it will run on the 3DS. The new 3DS can't run a PS2 game. It's done. It's hit its max. You can't do anything with this system. Make games in its current gen and, and accept the fact that we're on the tail end of this device and that the Switch is going to replace it, and they've, they've taken both of their markets... And they're gonna, and they're kind of merging them, and that's scary. I think Sun and Moon was the swan song. It's, it's what yeah, they did with I, the DS Black that, and White too. That yep, was that I was agree. it. And I, I absolutely think they're gonna milk a couple more years out of this. They will. Oh yeah, because they can. It's still gonna make money. I absolutely think the 
development cycle. You know, you're not going to see much in the way of first party support. You might see a couple of year trickle out from Nintendo for the 3DS. But I do agree that they are full board putting everything they can into the Switch. And my so that's the question, right? Is that and, and, and circling it back around to you is that in five years, let's say the Switch is going strong, twenty million units, thirty million units. Okay, Xbox One numbers. I'm not talking. They're gonna make Sony numbers here. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're doing that. There's no way in hell they release a handheld device. They can't because it instantly hurts the Switch. Yep. They've put themselves in an they awkward situation, the yeah. which is why every video right now, they're like, home console, home console, home console. Yep. And it's like, we get it, man. We get it. You want us to play it on our TV, you know, but it has a feature to take it with us. And I just, I, I'm, you know, that's my little concern is that they've, you know, kind of merged their, their lines. Yeah, they've always had a home console. They've always had a handheld. And now they've created a hybrid. And now they've almost made it to where they cannot create either another home console or another handheld because it's going to hurt this hybrid that they've created. I think and I, I think it's true that for mobile gaming as its own sector, the writing's on the wall. Because how many children do you know that have an old iPhone or an iPod Touch and that's what they play video games on opposed to a child that has a 2DS or a 3DS? Kid parents, the you know the people that are our age that are having kids that maybe weren't as into video games as we are, are handing their children tablets and phones, and that's why Nintendo's getting into that sector because their standalone mobile gaming platform is not their future. It's been their huge success since 1989. They've owned the market, but that market's drying up with this younger generation, and I I, I feel that's true. I think Nintendo. Sees the writing on the wall with that. It's sad, but it's true because it's yeah. still not mobile gaming on a on a smart device. Is not mobile gaming. I, I had eight kids at my house, uh, like last like last Saturday night when I was watching these kids. All of them had smartphones. Not a single one of them brought a Game Boy or a, a DS or anything with them. They all had smartphones. They were playing things on. They were playing Minecraft on their smartphone. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Glad I got my Virtual Boy right here. <laughs> Good old eye cancer. All right, well, let's talk the big talk, launch titles. Woo! We got a list for you. It's got games. Five games on it. Uh, five, 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 games. <laughs> had to, we, had, we had to bring the hype up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, man. we had gotten a little, little depressing there. Oh, hit, us, hit us with the big one. The big one. So, launch day, March 3rd, we are going to get with the Switch, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, I meant the other big one. Switch 1-2. Oh, man, we... we... Oh, the big one? Oh. Just Dance 2017. Oh. Um, Skylanders Imaginators. Keep trying. Keep trying. (laughs) You can still save this one, Jazzy. Keep trying. Super Bomberman! Yeah, Bomberman! That's it. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the launch. <laughs> the launch of okay. the Nintendo Switch. That is what we know of the launch. I am still holding out that we are going to get a virtual console and eShop launch day one that's going to include uh, some 
you know some some, stuff. some virtual console stuff and hopefully a few uh, a few games that you know aren't going to retail but are going to be coming out uh, download only. Yeah. So to put your mind at ease a little bit, this launch for the Nintendo Switch is actually better than the launch for the Nintendo sixty four. It has three more games than the launch of the Nintendo sixty four. The Nintendo sixty four had a successful launch because one of the games that came out with launch is considered one of the best Nintendo games of all time. Pilot Wing sixty four. <laughs> Did you actually mean to do that? Yeah, I meant to. That do was it. slick. That was slick. Yeah, that was very I, I, slick. Hey, hey, I'm getting pretty good at this whole being a producer sort of thing, right? Pressing buttons and stuff. That wasn't the real game, right? No, it's uh, Super Mario World. Super Mario 64. Super Mario no, 64. Yeah, Super Mario 64. Sorry. I yeah, don't know so why. The North American launch just had two games. I looked it up earlier within the first, uh, you know, first few months of launch. Uh, I actually had it, but like Wave Race didn't come out until like a month after. Uh, Cruising USA was in the like second month of the system. So uh, if you look at the first six months of the North American launch of the Nintendo 64, I want to say there was only like five or six titles that came out in that entire first like half a year of the system. Yeah. Is it sad that we have to go back to the Nintendo 64 though to have this talk? Yeah, 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 it's it's not <laughs> yeah. the best. Shouldn't we be able to go back to the Wii U and have this talk? Okay, so I pulled up the let's see if I let's see if I still have that tab save. I pulled up the Wii U launch and it's not a ton better. I mean I mean here's the thing. We get Zelda, so that, that gives you the power. Yeah, it's a here's, swan song. So while he looks this up, let's have this talk here. It's not a swan song, this is the start of a system. It's a swan song for the Wii U. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Do you it's know what a, a swan song is? Yeah. No, apparently I don't. Yeah. I and uh, yeah, I yeah, it's not a swan song. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make sense now that I think about it. It sounded <laughs> really good. My, it sounded really you. good. My because head when I, I said to say swan it, I song like, ten minutes ago about the 3ds. That's you're, what it is. You're like, this guy you're, confused the fuck out of me. You're like, right? oh, I gotta remember that so I can say it again in ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. uh, you're like, yeah, exactly. the switch is coming out. Yeah, swan song. Damn it, that's not the right word. I don't even know what that means. I'm like that kid in in class where it's like you come up with all the that's what she said jokes and every time I say them they don't even make sense. So let me ask this question, okay? The Z Zelda was delayed. Remember? Zelda was getting pushed to June. Supposed to be getting It delayed. was supposed to get it, it yeah. And then the rumors were that Nintendo changed its mind. It wasn't that we were wrong, right. it was that Nintendo changed its mind. Look at that launch title and tell me if Zelda wasn't in that launch title, that it wouldn't be the worst launch title of all time. Of all time. Oh, absolutely. There's Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it would be atrocious. Be, yeah, Absolutely. You, like, so you're telling me that it was like something happened. Either they thought Mario Kart was going to be ready, or they thought something was going to be ready, and it's not, and they shifted gears and were like, we need Zelda now, or we are fucked. That's, that's all I can imagine, mm -hmm. because we were all accepting June... And if you take that game out of the launch sequence, I'm not pre-ordering. I'm not pre-ordering a Switch. That's absolutely true. My Zelda hype is incredible. I haven't been this excited, like this excited about a video game. Oh man, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Since Horizon time. Zero Dawn, I'm way Happy more excited. Happy Monday. Back to the trombone. Um, Got it in, bitches. Pr pretty excited about this game. Um, but you want to hear the Wii U launch? Yes, I want to hear it. Assassin's Creed 3. Bad. Yeah, but it's at least a big title. Bad. Bad, but a big title. Bad. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Also terrible. But at least a big title. Epic Mickey 2. 
Not very good. FIFA 13. Okay. Soccer 13. Which basically was probably equivalent to like Soccer 09 when yeah. it, since it was on the Wii U. Game Party Champions. Okay, this is getting better. Super Mario Brothers U. Okay. Legitimate game. Nintendo Land. So I'm I okay. So we had a screaming match about the Wii and Mario uh, last week. Yeah. And I realized that when I talked about playing Super Mario <laughs> U, was the Wii U on the launch, that's what I was playing. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so Super Mario Brothers U. Yep. Great Nin- game. Ninten- Great game. Nintendo Land. Which came with the system if you bought the deluxe. Yeah. All I remember about the time we played that is I named my carrier my character Harriet and just screamed hand job Harriet. Yeah. Over was, and over again when we were playing. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was not a great game. Uh, Scribblenauts, Skylanders Giants. Uh, here's the absolute killer app of the Wii U. Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition. <laughs> okay. Next. And this is all on what? This is at launch or what? Yeah, this looks like it's at launch. Yeah. War- this could be the whole library of the Wii U. I'm not real sure. Uh, <laughs> Warrior Achi 3 Hyper. Your Shape Fitness Evolved 2013. Um, is this a second? Yeah, okay. Batman Arkham City. Yep, yep, that's Darksiders right. Darksiders 2. Like, those are decent games. Yep. Uh, sports Collection, ESPN Sports Collection. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds bad. That was the best game I've ever owned. Uh, you know, the the game that is the only game that Grimm likes more than Metroid, Funky Barn. <laughs> <laughs> I own Funky Barn. It's great. <laughs> Just Dance 4. I'm kidding. Ninja Gaiden 3. Yep. Rabbids Land. This is all launch. Sing Party. This is all launch. Sonic All-Star Racing Transform. Which, surprisingly, very good racer. Transformers Prime, Wipeout 3, and Zombie U. Again, that's a, that's lot, a-, a lot That's a lot of titles compared to the five that we're getting for the Wii U. So that's scary. That's Yeah, really scary. That's so it- concerning. <sighs> so do you think that... They they push Breath of the Wild because obviously what you said they had to have something at launch because if you take that away there's nothing, but are we just under the impression that maybe we assumed Mario Kart Eight and Splatoon Two were going to be ready at launch because they were used because, because, in so, the basically the the product mini uh, clip the, that we saw the so launch far in ago? October yeah I thought so and we also thought they were just going to be ports. And and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a port with some additions to it, but Splatoon is actually the sequel. Mm-hmm. So we are actually getting Splatoon 2. So that's that's a little surprising to me. I thought we were going to be getting a port that was just like the deluxe version of Splatoon. And so I'm um, I'm happy because I could pick up Zelda, knowing that a month later I'm going to get Mario Kart, knowing that a month after that I have games like Rhyme, or Rhyme. Uh, that look pretty and interesting. And then that pulls me into the summer where I'm going to get Splatoon. But the problem here is that what I'm just naming off to you is that I'm getting, like, I'm waiting for one game every time. It's like I'm waiting for that game. I'm waiting for this game. I'm waiting for that game. And so it's it's surprising to me. And we don't have a full third-party view of things, to be fair. You know, we, we got an idea of Skyrim, and we got an idea of, you know, some other games. But I think... I think maybe this will fill out a little bit more as the year goes on, but it's a it's light. It's a light year, and I think this is because we're going into a a development cycle that is not normal. They didn't have enough time to get things ready because they were dead in the water and had to make this move. And so, you know, the Switch isn't ready to be launched, but they have to launch it. 
And because of it, we're going to suffer on the game side, and that scares me in the sense of, like, is there enough content that I'm staring at in my screen right now to sit there and say two million units are going to sell? You know? Right. And it also it worries me because the one thing that I really wanted out of the Switch, which they got me excited for, was third-party development. Like, they've got all these third parties that are going to be working with Nintendo. Now, keep in mind, none of these guys are on making anything for Nintendo. And it scares me that now that these third parties are basically saying, we, we yeah, we know could, that they're not. We don't know anything. that they are, but Let's we don't know that they're they not doing something. Wait, wait, wait. So time time if, out. What do you mean none of these companies are on making so, the Switch? So, the company third-party support that they have now is not technically them creating something for the Switch. That's them saying that they ha- have the potential to create something for the Switch. I mean, we don't know that, though. I, yeah, it, we don't know one way or the other, but my fear is that since they're pushing this launch of the Switch, is it going to hold up well enough to where these third parties aren't going to down the line be like, yeah, you want to know what? We're just would rather create it over here. Like, I don't want that to happen. I, I mean, I you don't make a list of third-party support without third-party saying that they're going to support you. Like, they right. they put that list out for a reason because they got people like Bethesda making game, putting games, you know, it. yes, it's a six-year-old game. Yes, it's Skyrim. But it wasn't as simple as take the, EX, the executable file, drop it on a cartridge, and give it to Nintendo. They had to work to make that work on the Switch, and we don't know about the unique functionality because of the Switch that might be part of Skyrim that you can't get that effect anywhere else. So I think third party is... Here's what I think is going to happen, period. I think E3 is going to get here, right? And E3, Nintendo's going to drop the ball and, and give you an eight, 2018 lookout, right? Mm-hmm. 2017 is a basic year. We want to get the hardware out. We want to get it in your hands. We want to give you some first-party support. We're going to sprinkle in a little bit of third-party. But 2018, you're going to find out at E3 that, holy shit, Mario in the holiday, Mario Odyssey in the holiday, is just is, is the kickoff. You're going to get a Mario, which everyone's been waiting for, a real Mario, and this is it. This is a real Mario. And then you're going to look in 2018 and be like, holy shit, like, we got we got games. We got plenty of games. Yeah, I, and I fully hope that that's what happens at E3. There, there are some people that believe, and I think we'll talk maybe a little bit more about this later, that Retro Studios may in fact be working with Nintendo again. Yeah. Making, not, to, not to get Grimm's hopes too high. Making a new Metroid Donkey Kong game. Country game. New Metroid game. Donkey Kong Country Metroid, game. Metroid, Donkey Metroid, Kong, Metroid, Metroid. Okay, we're done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Uh, uh, even Reggie was like, "We'll be talking next, you know, about next year, and you're going to see, you know, something from Retro." And he he, he brought up Metroid. Got brought up. He didn't confirm anything, but Metroid got brought up along with Mother 3, which everybody wants as well. And so I'm I'm instantly like, okay, Zelda's going to get me through several months, and I'm going to get Mario Kart and have fun with my friends, I'm going to get Splatoon and Jazzy and I are going to go pro, and then I'm going to play Mario once I retire from Splatoon in the holiday of this year, and then next year it's going to be balls out, like, who knows? Just watch. Like, God, do it. Do it. That's, like, we... When we head down to San Antonio for PAX South and we get our hands on the Switch, I wanted to change 
my mind it's about the Nintendo to. Switch. It and will. then I want Nintendo to show up at E3. If 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 I get my hands on the Switch and I, and I thoroughly can flip my mindset about it when it's in my hands and I'm actually getting some you know some playtime with it, and then Nintendo just destroys E3, I that will that will be. The perfect thing that Nintendo can do to make up for the presentation they did on the Switch. That's true. And and Reggie's already came out and said that Mario Odyssey will be at E3, which means Nintendo will be at E3. So, I mean, he basically confirmed Nintendo's presence at E3. Now we just got to find out if it's going to be a live trash heap or if they're going to go back to Nintendo Direct. Duh. Be part of the show. So we know we're getting a, another Xenoblade game, which, uh, you know... It's a series that's been gaining some notoriety over the last few years with with Nintendo as a platform. Um, the characters are interesting. The world's interesting. Jazzy didn't put enough time into Chronicles X, and because he didn't, he doesn't even understand the great game that he's missing. That's good. We get it, Jazzy. You didn't play the game. Just like you didn't play Ocarina of Time, just like you didn't play any of the other good games. No, because I felt like they weren't good games, maybe. Did you ever think of that? No, I don't think of that. And if you thought that, you're an idiot anyway, so it's well, okay. Okay, well, then I'm an idiot. That's people's opinion. I love Ocarina of Time like it's my own, I was about to say, my I don't, own lad. I, I don't know if I've ever met someone that said Ocarina of Time is I'm not referring a good game. to Xenoblade, all right? Oh, okay. I, 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 it's just a, a bad fact that Ocarina of Time was brought up into that that segment because of Grim over here, all right? You, you're the one that threw the blanket down, man. I can't help that, that we don't understand what you're saying. So, let's talk... <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 talk realistically. Let me let me rein this conversation. No, time out. In. Real quick. How many hours did you put into Chronicles X? Uh like oh man. Don't even tell me less than 2. 4 maybe? 4. 4 hours. 4 to 4 to 6 somewhere in that range. I just I couldn't get in. I couldn't man. Maybe because it was on a goat system. I don't know. Greatest of all time, the do, Wii U. Do you understand what goat means? Because you just used that wrong, too. You don't like the Wii U. I love the Wii U. It's got Splatoon on it. It's my favorite game of all time. No, it's not. No, that's yeah. a lie. That is a lie. What are you talking about? That is a lie. Great favorite game sarcastic. of all time. You're being You're being I have to. I have to support it so that I can play Splatoon 2 with Grimlock. Otherwise, that's, he's not going to let me play with him. No, that's fine. You can like Splatoon. It's not your favorite of all time. Killzone. Favorite Wii U game oh, of all time. Oh, <laughs> see how see how we need that extra information there. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the Wii U. I thought you'd put that together, but oh apparently, my God. Okay. apparently we need to get away from Jazzy's transgressions and really, <laughs> I'm going to strangle him with this Virtual Boy cord. Really, it's not even get long into, enough to do it. I want I want to take a second and talk about what I felt was the highlight of the presentation. And nothing. I think it was nothing. It's the killer. I hate it's you. It's the already. killer app. It's what's going to make the Switch iconic. I'm talking about ARMS! I hate you so much. ARMS, yes! I hate you so much. Let's talk about ARMS, guys! I'm going to post your... Oh, and Cable has the video of ARMS (laughs) to play behind us on the live stream. Shout out to our video producer who I didn't introduce in the show. Cable2KX is in the house. What's up, Cable? What up? (laughs) (laughs) What is the timestamp on our show? Oh, man, we're at hour 46. Hour 46, and we got a word in from Cable. Oh, man, we got to work on this. This is bad. Uh, CPU power failing. CPU power failing. You better cut that video. I think... No, no, you shut up. You let ARMS go. (laughs) ARMS is a... a Fucking gym. You don't, yeah, you. Which is the dumbest shit I've I've ever seen in my life. I read an article that said ARMS is a Splatoon of the Switch. Splatoon of the fighting genre. Do what what, uh, Splatoon did for shooters, ARMS is supposed to do for fighting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't, I can't keep doing this. It does not look good. I don't <laughs> like this game. It looks dumb. I'm out. Okay, so here's the thing about ARMS. When I saw... So so for anyone that hasn't actually watched the video, it looks... Like shit. Let me talk. You cannot treat me like you treat Jazzy. I can treat I demand you respect. too. I demand, I'll, turn, I'll cut your mic off. Demand okay? it all you it's, want. I will scream at the top of my lungs. Somebody else's mic will pick it up. Ah, it looks nah. like garbage. Nah. Okay. Hot garbage. Let me talk about arms. You are supposed to be on my team today. I'm on your team. Okay, but arms you. is not part of the Let line. me talk about arms. <laughs> this is For arms right here, baby. The dozens and dozens <laughs> of my fans deserve to hear about arms. I'd rather play Virtual Boy than arms. That's a jazzy comment right there. <laughs> Can I just say yeah, I'll, I'll let you go I'll let you go with arms after I, I mentioned Kanye in After I mention <laughs> after I mentioned that Jazzy said I would rather play Virtual Boy than the Nintendo Switch in the pre show. Okay, arms. I don't even want to dignify that with a response. Thank you. Arms looks like... Shit. It's in the... (laughs) I have almost been broken. I'm almost going to give up. Okay, it it looks like it's a, a behind perspective similar to like a punch out... Where you're you're a fighter where your arms are made out of springs, which looks super stupid, and you throw these punches <laughs> and you can hook the punches around and jump around. And when I initially saw this, my thought process was, Oh, it looks kind of dumb, but I guess it's gonna come with the system. And then when I found out it do- it doesn't come with the system and it's gonna be a sixty dollar game, my thought was, who is gonna pay sixty dollars for arms? And my thought after that was, man, I really hope the library gets arms. <laughs> Because I really want to play it, but I don't want to pay $60 for that game. You're telling me if I showed up with a copy of ARMS, you wouldn't play it with me? No! You wouldn't play ARMS with me. Do we have other games to play? When does ARMS come out? Pull your little picture ARMS back is up. a summer release. Yeah, you know what else is summer? Splatoon. Nope, spring. Spring, spring. There we go. What else yeah. do we have in spring? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. No, that's in April. Well, yeah, yeah, April. Spring. Same, same difference. I think we're going to get Mario Kart first, though. I call, I, I totally call BS on you. If I showed up and was like, dude, play ARMS with me. Here it is. You wouldn't play it with me. I, I'd play Mario Kart with you. A real game. You Can would I, totally try it. You, you would, would never it. show up with ARMS because you're never going to play $60 for the... Play, or pay $60 for this game. Didn't you hear what I just said? Yeah, the library. Maybe the library will get it and I can check it oh, out for God, free. Oh, God. I don't want the library let me to try get it, to, ever. Let me try to explain this to Grim for you, all right? I don't think so you that should way. piss on ARMS until we know more about no, it. No, this... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend you for a quick sec. Grim, he likes this game... Because he's a sociopath, <laughs> and the commercial for this game is a grown-ass businessman beating up a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Got your back, bro. Don't worry. Thank you, Jazzy. I appreciate you bringing my uh, mental well-being into my defense, which I'm not going to deny. Man, I tell you, I'm telling you, ARMS is going to be the sleeper. It looks awful, but I bet it's fun. You know our, the real reason I think you like this game? Because one of the characters kind of looks like Valdo and has his way. <laughs> yeah, that's another great reason. Any got any game that has a Valdo-like character, I'm more on board with. I also found out that you don't need to use the motion controls. You can do use a regular button. Control. I just I just want to say that Adam Adam in the uh, stream here just wants to say that sixty dollars question mark I'd rather pay sixty dollars to watch paint dry. That's what he said. Adam, come on, come on, Adam. <laughs> Arms has to, have you ever watched paint dry? Arms has to be better than that. 
I don't know. Page drawing is it's close. Unique. It's neck and neck. No, no. Neck and neck. No. I mean, listen, I'm spitting all this arms hoopla. I'm not going to go buy it for $60. But I <sighs> think it's better than everyone's giving it credit for. No, it's not better than anybody's giving credit for. It's crap. You don't know that. I do know it's that. It's pure speculation. Yeah, and it's the correct speculation. You don't know that. I think it looks like garbage. This just hurts my soul because... I lost Riggs, and now I get arms. Arms looks better than Riggs. Oh, no, my God. You get oh, out of here right now. What the hell? I thought we were friends. <laughs> then was... you turned on arms. Oh. I was always going to turn on arms. Hey, you guess... turned on arms. I have chat proof. I'm posting the chat. I'm posting your text messages. I, <laughs> I am posting them. I, I no, am posting them. I was them. initially very salty no, about arms, you and I, I turned to leave on it. Hey, here's how great Riggs was. Guess what? They shut down the studio. Because Sony doesn't want to support their $400 VR headset. Yet we're sitting here shitting on Nintendo for trying to push out a new product when fucking Sony's already given up on VR. I know. Therefore, ARMS will have a better legacy than Riggs. Oh, my God. It absolutely oh will. More people will God. play ARMS than Riggs. I, you're probably right because you like shovelware and you want to shovel it <laughs> oh, right into your ass. Come on, arms is not shovelware. That is pure shovelware. Man, There's not a full game app. in that. You don't know that. Secondly, pure speculation. Secondly, I might play it because they have announced that if you brought it from the library, because I'm not buying this game, yeah. if you brought it from the library, they you don't have to use motion controls. You can, I ju- you can use. Oh. I know. I know. You said that, but I'm saying <laughs> that's the only thing that saves it in the sense that maybe I would give it a try because I do not want to swing around these two controllers. I did it in 2006. I don't need to do it again. I get it. You have motion controls. Congratulations. It's old news. No one cares anymore. Arms is gonna be dope. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. No, let me let me show you the back. Arms is gonna be way better than we think it is. It's still. <laughs> It's gonna be way better, way better than we think it is. I'm standing on that statement. <laughs> Quote me. Oh, when it comes God. out and, and we actually get our hands on it, you play Jaws Unleashed. You play Fight Club on the original Xbox. Nothing you say matters because you already play shitty games. Of course, it's gonna be better than what I, you think it is because you compare it to those. I have never said Fight Club was good. <laughs> You pay Juggalo Wrestling. I never said that was good. But ARMS is going to be better than that. Well, of course it is. ARMS will be better than Riggs. Oh, my gosh. So, Danny Nealman. Based on what? Based on what? People playing? Just oh. the amount of people that bought the game? The amount of fun that it is. Oh, the amount of fun. Get out of here. That, out of here. You, can't, you can't judge that. How can you rate the amount of fun? In my heart. I have a heart. Oh, God. You, you might not uh, know it. Yeah. You might think that I Jazzy, don't. Jazzy, go ahead. Yeah, Danny Nealman sent his question into <laughs> info at MotorCityGaming.com and says, It's crazy that I actually considered pre-ordering because of Bomberman. It's not crazy at all. R. <laughs> I mean, Bomberman's going to be better than ARMS, and ARMS is going to be dope. So Listen to, this next, <laughs> yeah. listen to this next he part. He also says, Announce achievements, and I'm fucking in, Nintendo. Do it. Am I the only one looking for justification? No! Well, I think he means... Does he mean justification of pre-ordering? Justification of pre-ordering? Bomberman, if... It it has you that excited pre-order. Bomberman has me excited. Has me very excited. Okay. Bomberman 64 is one of my favorite Nintendo 64. Absolutely. I'm clearly the one on the fence the most about this system. Because you're dumb. If they... 
announced achievements or trophies for Nintendo tomorrow, I would no. find a way to pre-order. No. It. Oh, God. Yep. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, do here's, not I want that here's justification. The, here's where we're going to fist fight. We are going to fist fight. You are telling me that you are on this fence right now about getting this system or not, and that... <laughs> that to be the, fair, I'm leaning towards yes. And, and the lean, the lean to push you into the green is achievements. Yeah, because I want to be able to show how much better at gaming I am than you. That doesn't exist. I beat you in everything. I'm going to whoop your ass in arms. But you beat... Oh, God, no. But you beat every... You, you know But I you will. beat Ethan in everything. So, I mean, you're right but in the middle. But not arms. Just like in this show. But... <laughs> How are you on the fence and teeter-tottering and that is the one aspect that's going to make it or break it for you? Because uh, I'm a trophy whore. Like You are not a trophy yeah, whore. You I have one trophies. platinum trophy. One. And I love it. <laughs> I coddle it to sleep. I thought you like, had more than one, but no, you only have one. I'm really close to another one, okay? In what? In like four other games. <laughs> I just can't fit. I can't finish. Oh, oh, oh boy, yeah. Well, we can uh, we can move on from that topic. But um, to I, answer his question, Bomberman's sweet, and I think yeah. I think I think people that are fans of Bomberman can could yeah. I think that that's one reason why I'm more excited about my pre order. Of course, I'm going to play Zelda. But when I saw Super Bomberman R, which is a uh, a reboot of the Super Nintendo Bomberman, I got real excited. I found the story modes there, the multiplayer aspects there, and and they even sh- you know I got to watch like uh I watched like a, a five minute and then a ten minute clip of people playing and I just I sat there. It was just multiplayer, it was just chaos, people running around trying to kill each other and I was just like I can't wait to play this. I can't wait to play this. Like it, it just took me to that sixty four era. It just took me back to like so playing with my friends and just <laughs> spending hours upon hours blowing each other up. And I that's it. It's that simplistic. If you've played a Bomberman, you have played this game and it's going to be a blast. Danny listen. Literally. I bought a Wii U for Splatoon. That's, and that's probably the only thing I ever played on it, aside from dabbling to try to save the rest of the Wii U, and which was unsuccessful because I just immediately put Splatoon back in. So, yeah, you could easily get a system for one game. However, the Switch, I think above the Wii U, is going to have a lot more than one game that you're going to be able to play on it. Man, so. your tune has changed tonight. Oh, flip-flop. You flippity-flop. Flippity-flop. Did you hear the the launch titles that he read for the Wii U, which was the complete list of games for the Wii U? Bullshit. I could list you off 20 games right now that weren't on launch, including your favorite game, Splatoon. <laughs> I know. But including just, your second favorite oh, game, Chronicle X. He doesn't get it. I get your joke, but it's not true. There's tons of great games that came out after launch, and the system still failed. I know there's this not, is not a point that has to be made. There's not a ton of great, there's not a ton of great games coming out for the Switch, and I'm hoping it doesn't fail. But I'm completely concerned got about the entire year of the Switch. It's got Grimlock and E3. It's got Grimlock. It's got. Uh, it does have Grimlock. I yeah. ordered it. Grimlock says uh, third party and E3 are going to make this the greatest system of all time. I so did not call good. this the goat. The Wii U deserves the goat tag, and only the Wii U, followed by Virtual Boy, my baby. Hey there. Way to just pimp out the Dreamcast, and now I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into our next our next uh, part that I want to talk about. We all know the Dreamcast is my favorite of all time. Come on, everyone knows that. Is the Nintendo Switch Nintendo's Dreamcast? 
let me lay out the groundwork. The Sega Saturn failed pretty bad. <laughs> you could say that. They came out with a system mid-cycle with the, you know, compared to the other manufacturers. The Dreamcast had a lot of amazing features, a lot of innovative features, great gameplay, and one of the things that's being uh, touted about the Switch is it's supposed to be easy to develop for. The Dreamcast was extremely easy to develop for. It was also very easy to hack and steal. It's true. Um, do you guys think that that this is the Dreamcast of Nintendo, that this could sink Nintendo? I know... Grim said earlier he doesn't think this will sink Nintendo. Well, Nintendo's not in the situation that Sega was. That's true. If if we if we put Nintendo in that in that financial situation, then the Switch could sink them for sure. But um, I don't know. That's a tough comparison because the Dreamcast pushed angles of gaming that weren't staples that they weren't regular already. So there's there's it's comparable, but I think. Uh, Nintendo's got a much comfier ride along on this one than Sega did. Also, the third-party support that Jazzy doesn't believe in is something that Sega didn't have at all. The third party for Sega, it was it was two middle fingers. It was like two K. It, it was go fuck yourself. We're not gonna support you. And yeah, it was two K and who else? Ubisoft. Yeah, that might have been it. Because everyone gave up on them because they were stupid. And they're like, um, here's the Dreamcast, and it's available today. And everyone's like, wait, what? No, it's supposed to come out in, like, in two months or something like that, right? And the, the crazy thing about this is that they went, and released the, they went and released their Dreamcast like this after they did this with the Saturn. They did the same stupid launch on the Saturn... And it pissed off the third parties because third parties were told this system is going to come out on this date. And then they just talked about it and they said, it's available today. And all the third parties are like, wait a minute, my game was supposed to be a launch game and now it's not done. And so because of that, they created a bunch of, you know, broke a bunch of relationships in the gaming industry and they killed themselves. They basically starved themselves with a Dreamcast system that if you, you go look at a Dreamcast today and you think about the innovation it created... And it never stood a chance of surviving. I I pray to God the Switch doesn't go down that road. And the fact that we're hearing it's easy to develop for. You know, the fact that they have that third-party list that we've already seen. It's all reassuring that this is a angle that Nintendo has never really been able to pull off. Cartridge base has never been easy to develop for when all these other companies went to disc. It was a lot of work to go build a cartridge for the 64. That was a big downfall. You know, I mean, they had a good run with the 64, but it was still a problem with the 64. Limitations and development. So I'm happy to hear that that's changed. So in front of me, I have a list from Kotaku that is a adjusted launch price. So for systems, if they were to launch today, what their adjusted price would be. Original Nintendo... With inflation, $412 <laughs> is what it would cost oh, if the NES was launched today. Oh, my goodness. Super Nintendo, $332. Nintendo 64, $289. Okay. GameCube, $259. Wii, $284. The Wii U, $300. Getting back to our 
prior point, the Dreamcast, which launched at $200 at launch initially, would be $272 in today's market. You know, a Dreamcast that back when you think about it, like online gaming was not common. Uh, chat system wasn't 100% common. Uh, keyboard typing in your console gaming wasn't wasn't common. It's just, you know, uh, a memory card that had a screen on it that you could then take with you and play video games on it. Simplistic games like Snake and stuff didn't exist until the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was innovative beyond its time in many, many ways. And, you know, now you're sitting here looking at a Switch that is trying to take home console gaming on the go in a way that we've never done it before. Being able to play Mario Kart in a way that we've never done before. Being able to play Smash Brothers in a way. You know, like, all these games that we've enjoyed on Nintendo, being able to take it how we've always wanted. We've always wanted the DS to do that. Like, we like the DS. I I like the DS. Like, I've had many, many versions of it and I've played a ton of games on it. My favorite version is still the DS Lite because it had the GBA player in it. It was a great system. But I've always wanted the home feel in my hands, in the car, wherever on the plane, wherever I'm at. And this is what this is what this system is bringing you. So, the innovation of that being a first time at 300 bucks when you're telling me Dreamcast with inflation is 272 we're talking $28 difference. People should not complain about this $300 price point. Unfortunately, I just think most of it is just because we had a bunch of rumors out there pushing 250 in our face. But 300 is not bad for what we're getting. Especially if these apps come out and give all sorts of cool support through our smartphones devices, through these weird things. Like what happens when I'm able to like Hit a share, hit that share button on my Joy-Con and save the screenshot to my phone via Bluetooth or something like that. You know, I don't want to put it on Facebook right now. I just want it on my phone, you know, so that because like right now, like I'll take a picture of my screen sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's I e- do that, you know, so that I can sit there and be like, look, Jazzy, I went 27 and 0, you know, right? But now it's like like those are function like there's a bunch of functionalities that yeah we don't understand and yeah we're pissed off that because of their how long was this presentation it was an hour it was an hour yeah so in in 60 minutes they didn't tell us everything that we wanted to know I, you know like yeah their presentation was a disaster yeah they didn't pick the the points that I wanted but in the end you had one hour you weren't going to tell us everything we wanted to know anyways so I don't know I'm I'm being way more positive on this device now. Okay, so to, if we're ready, unless we have any more emails, let's ra- let's get to wrapping up our Switch discussion for the day. Do we have any more emails, Jazzy? Not about the Switch. Okay, no. so <clears throat> simply put, are you sold on the Wii? I mean, on the Wii. Are you sold yes! On, I sold on the Wii. I just played it this week. Uh, and I wrote a blog about it at MotorCityGaming.com <laughs> that was prior to the Switch announcement where I was all hype about everything. Um, are you sold on the Switch? If yes, why? If no, why? If you're in the middle, why? On a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how sold are you? Uh, let's start Jazzy. As of right now, I would have to be leaning more towards no, but I think that all gets... Because I still have a lot of questions. I still have a lot of, like, I don't understand how some of this stuff is going to work. 
you know, the the chat system on your phone. It's just there's a lot of new stuff that I just don't quite understand yet. So I think a lot of these questions get solved when I do head down to Pack South in two weeks. I get the switch in my hand. I could see firsthand um, and p- possibly problem solve a lot of the the questions that are kind of leaning me towards no. Hopefully a lot of those get answered at Pack South when I have it in my hand, and we can go back to you know wanting to love Nintendo as as much as I did before the the conference. What's your score? One to ten. One being <sighs> not, not going to buy it. Ten being uh, like I'm dying to have it. I would say I'm going to give it a five and a half. Because okay, that's, the, that's more neutral than I was expecting yeah, it to be. Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm really really am on the fence. But the more and more I I read, and the more and more I watch videos and stuff like that outside of the, that horrible conference they had, the more I'm leaning towards I'm I'm gonna like this system. I'll come in and say that what I really need to know is I really need to know about the interface. And I, is it supportive with the Virtual Boy? You know, can I load those Virtual Boy cartridges in the back mm-hmm. under the kickstand? That's, that's I need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for when I, they add the VR headset down the road. Uh, but I, I need to know what the eShop's going to be like. I need to know what's happening with Virtual Console. I, I need to know that stuff because we look at that first, you know, we'll call it first eight months or whatever of the system's existence, and there aren't a lot of titles coming out, and I would love to know that either there's going to be some great indie titles on the eShop, there's going to be a ton of ports that I could download at a reasonable price. I, GameCube. Yeah. I, I need I need to know when and how that's going to work, but I will say that a big part of me was sold the other night when I wanted to play some Zelda, L wanted to go to bed, Grabbed my DS, I went and crawled into bed, and I just I, I could stay there playing the game while at the same time was in bed. You know, my my wife sleeps better when I'm there, so I could be there for her, and still get to play my game. And knowing that I'm going to be able to do that with the next Zelda game, to have that, you know, I could. Uh, the other thing I was doing is I was watching wrestling, something I love doing while I played Zelda. I love having that portable screen. It's one of the reasons I've always been a big handheld fan. And that was a how I used my DS this weekend was a reminder of one of the reasons why I'm so excited for the Switch. I'm going to put my excitement and positivity, I'm going to put it at a 7.5. I still am not 100% sold. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that I'm taking a risk on a system that might fail. I've never done that before. Not once in buying games. I knew that, I knew the Wii was going to be successful. I just knew it. But I've not, you know, I haven't ever taken a risk. And I feel like I'm taking a risk here. Um, Cable, Cable, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm giving it a one. Oh, harsh, man. Good gosh. Harsh. I'm just not excited a for one? it. one? There's nothing on it that I, that's exciting me. Like, Splatoon? I'm not a fan of it. My kids love it. That would be the only reason I get a Switch is for my kids. But as far as me being a Sony gamer and Xbox gamer, there's nothing on that system that draws me from. You're not an Xbox platforms. gamer, first of all. I'm not. But just say Sony and be be a, be a PSN fanboy, and also no, because Halo draws me to Halo didn't draw you. How many hours did you put into Halo? I almost finished the game until you <laughs> got there before me, and they just ruined the whole thing for yeah. me. I did not ruin the story. I not the ruined game the story. ruined the story. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But, but still, it's just like right now as a Sony fan and a 
Microsoft fan, there's no games on that system right now that draws me. But I do get the draw for all Nintendo fans because it's nostalgia and it's just a great system for people who love Nintendo. Cable, cable. Can you at least give it a two with the sense that if you get it for your kids, it frees up your PlayStation? Well, they already have a PlayStation, so it doesn't freeze up. <laughs> so it stays a one. It stays a one. Well, I tried. I tried Nintendo. I'm not knocking it. It's just it's not a system for wait, me. Wait, Jazzy, what score did you give it? I'm going to average these scores out. Five, five, five and a half. Yeah, okay. five and a half. Okay. A one. Get out of here. It's just not for me. Just being a gaming fan, it deserves a two. Just innovation. Right. Yeah, Cable's really going to skew my number here with his one. It's I mean, just... right now, as a launch system, there's nothing on it that makes it appealing. Because every game you can get, you can get on a Wii U right now. Can't get Bomberman That's on the true. Wii U. I mean, uh, can't get Bomberman. That's true. I mean, you play one Bomberman, you play them all. You can't get super. <laughs> okay, that's actually a fair point. I mean, you play one Bomberman, you play them have all, but you, they're dope. Have you ever played Super Bomberman R on the Super Nintendo? I believe I have. I have not. Okay. It is a superior Bomberman, and though you, yes, in the multiplayer aspect of Bomberman, they are very similar, I feel that Bomberman, Super Bomberman R is a very special story mode for a game that really doesn't drive by story. So I disagree. I A, I would never buy a Switch for Bomberman. If if it was just Bomberman, there's no way in hell. But I'm but I, I'm happy it's there along with Zelda. Wanna get into me now? Yeah. It? Yeah, it's your turn. You're I'm, you're anchoring us down before we get into our emails at all. Uh we're at uh two hours and twelve minutes. Sweet. I uh I am concerned about the launch, the first year of this system. I think the reason, I think we're now seeing why they're only shipping 2 million units because the game support won't support a, a, a larger launch, in my opinion. I think you're going to see the initial spike. You're going to see a lull. E3 is going to bring a little bit of excitement, and, and Mario is really going to be the the true kickoff for this device going into 2018 and really having a full, real year in 2018 to really show us everything Nintendo's planning on with this system. The the early on we're going to get Zelda and and a lot of Splatoon even feels like a like a like a port really. Even though it's Splatoon 2, it's really just a port in my opinion. New maps, new weapons, and some new clothes. That's it. So I uh, I'm excited. I feel a lot better about the device. The images that we're finally getting with comparisons seem Interesting, and that, and it makes me more excited to get it in my hands in a couple weeks. I will put it at a solid seven out of ten. So our average hype because of Cable's garbage score is only a five point two five. So we're very middle of the road on this. I mean, which we should be until y'all get more information. That's to be honest. Thanks, Cable. But it's the truth. Thanks for making us mediocre. At best, it's not mediocre. <laughs> it just means y'all both have. We all have skepticism for to it. I didn't. I, I really thought that the Grimm's hype score would be higher than mine. Me and at seven point five. I I also thought he would probably be like a nine. You really thought I'd give it a nine? Do you I, remember the hate I gave this thing the first twenty four hours? I thought you coming at an eight. I thought you'd top me out at an eight. I didn't want to. I don't. Th no, it doesn't deserve it. I I, I I'm glad I have a pre order. That's it. Now knowing that the pre orders are sold out. Knowing that it's gonna it looks like it's gonna become harder and harder to get one, 
I'm glad I have mine locked in. I I have the intentions right now of buying it, but I but I'm really concerned about that first year of game support. It's just you're talking. I, we didn't do a num. We didn't do a count. Okay, but if you took that image that you had, and you counted the every game on there, I bet you, the Wii U had as many games in the launch sequence as that game as the Switch has all year of 2017. 25. 25 games. It's close. It's close. Maybe not going to meet that, but it's damn close, and that's scary. I'm looking it up. It was different back in the in 64 days. It was different when in those those that era. Can I say something that y'all touched on but didn't really go too much into, like third party support? Yeah, Wii U had all those same people for third party lies. Support. No, they did. What Bethesda game came out on a Wii U? Well, they not not that the games came out, but they had that same support. Third party saying, "Yeah, we'll support you," but they never did. This is what I was trying to tell you: with they're yeah. there, but they don't necessarily make something for your system. Ubisoft doesn't come out and say and and, and go out and say this device is super special because they're not making anything for it. I mean, they sort of did with the Wii U. They, Ubisoft's president never came out and said the Wii U is is amazing. No one did. Nintendo didn't come out and say the Wii U was amazing. Nintendo came out and made a giant fucking mess of it. And that's why all the third party was like, well, uh, your system's two years old. You got five million units. It's not worth me developing for because you didn't make it easy. And, oh, it's super underpowered, so uh, we're not going to make a game that looks like shit on it. Like, I'm going to say something else that's probably going to tilt you. If they can't get Call of Duty on that game, on that system, it's not going to sell. What are you... I'm, you know how many people play Call of Duty? How many kids play Call oh, of Duty? Oh, they put Call of Duty on the Wii. It'll be fine. Call they of Duty was on the Wii U. For one game. It was on it. <laughs> it didn't even sit in that multiplayer online. Yeah. Um, how, I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not that worried considering that the Wii did just fine with uh, some bullshit Call of Duty on it. One Call of Duty game that didn't have multiplayer. I'm just saying. But, I'm but, saying though, how many copies of the, how many systems of the Wii sold? Well, that's still true. But part part of it, part of it for me, and again, we didn't talk about this, but it had been talked about in prior casts. For every person in this room, again, we are the hardcore gamer. I understand that. This device falls into a different set of needs. Every person in this room has a PS4. And guess what? It kicks ass at being the type of game system we want it to be. It plays all those blockbuster games. We play our shooters on it, and we love that. For me, the Switch is going to fill a different need I have in my gaming. That's what I've been saying. And and I know, I know not every person who's going to buy a Switch has an Xbox One has a PS4. The Switch is going to be that device that when I take it to PAX East and I sit in the beanbag room of hundreds of people that have Switches, it's going to be that experience that Sony can't give me. It's going to be that experience that Microsoft can't give me. I don't want Nintendo to beat Sony. Everyone's sitting here being like, well, this isn't as good as Sony. This isn't as good as Microsoft. I don't care. I don't... Okay, listen. I think we've all... Anybody watching us, anybody that, that knows us, we can all assume we are all PlayStation fanboys. Okay? Absolutely. We, we are we all, all places. Uh, Jazzy, how many times have you turned on your Xbox? Once. Yeah. Okay. How, one. I don't. My Xbox isn't even plugged in, and it's and it's the Gears of War one. I play Gears of War. I shut it off. That's it. I'll turn it back on when Cuphead comes out. That's it. 
we are PlayStation fanboys. We have we have we have sworn to their infrastructure. We like their we like their platform. Our friends are on it, so that makes it a thousand times easier for us to sit there and say we like Sony. But in the end, Nintendo, I don't want you to dethrone Sony. I don't want to have to worry about leaving Sony. And then that's not the point. What the point is is that I want to be able to go to work at lunchtime, sit down and and have an experience that no other device can produce for me. And that's what the switch is here's my here's my nintendo switch positive for the show we'll ra- we'll wrap it up on jazzy's positive here and get into emails because we are going there are at least three titles out of the 25 coming out the first year that i am more interested in playing than any title that's come out in the xbox one in the past three years i know <laughs> so I would and what three titles? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, yeah, Splatoon two, and Mario Kart Deluxe eight. Yeah. I asked the question the other night. I said, Jazzy, if you had these three systems, being that your Sony is number one, what's number two? And it's the Switch. Yeah. So as much as we want to yell at the Switch, and and, and as much as people want to bitch about the Switch, it's number two on your list. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just had a lot of real high expectations, and when Nintendo came out with what the Switch is, it didn't meet those expectations, me being one of them. Like, I wanted them, a lot of people wanted them to compete with Sony and, and Microsoft, and the more I sit and think about it, the more I talk about the the Switch with people, it doesn't have to be that system. It doesn't have to compete. It has to just be Nintendo. It never has been that system. Right. That's and that's so we should be. Yeah. Why are we expecting it to be any different? I went into the whole switch mindset that I was going to. I wanted a system that was going to take me away from my my PlayStation Four Pro. And now, the more I think about it, the more I realize I don't want anything to take me away from my PlayStation Four Pro. I want something to be there when I want to take a break from my PlayStation Four Pro. There you go. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, and this is the GameZilla podcast. We're gonna we're gonna discuss m- more Switch stuff in the coming weeks leading up to the launch. So make sure you you know if you love this Switch discussion, make sure you get in the GameZilla group on our Facebook page. Let us know your opinions because they matter to us. That's where discussion is thriving. When we're talking Switch, it is the hot subject of the group right now. So if you agree, disagree, or have your own uh, hot opinion on it, make sure you get in that great GameZilla podcast group. Ask to join. We'll let you in. We just uh, we have it a closed group simply so we can monitor it and control it. We don't want people in like selling crap or posting dumb stuff, uh, but please by all means ask to get in and let's do some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com Okay, Jassy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. Get lit, it's email time. Let's go. Oh my gosh, we're going to go really quick. Uh, send your questions into info at motorcitygaming.com or post them in the Games Little Group Faster. on the Facebook page. First question is from Caleb, and he basically sums up uh, my question is that will you be playing Horizon Zero Dawn or Breath of the Wild first since we've been waiting 18 months for Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, simple answer for me it's Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't have the Switch pre-ordered, so even if I do end up getting on the pre-order train and 
I I get it, and I get Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have been waiting. I am still completely in love with Horizon Zero Dawn, and I will be putting my time into Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, my answer to this is simple. BMC, you are correct. Uh, Grim will get Switch day one, and we'll talk his biological twin, Jazzy, into getting one as well. I know you skipped over that Fact. for a reason, but I just wanted to make sure that we addressed it. You're doomed. That's it. This I'm also is- gonna I'm also gonna call BMC out and basically say all the hate that we've been we've been throwing back and forth in the chat, all the hate in the group, all this type of stuff. It doesn't matter because I own you. <laughs> it's super confusing, I know. But if you realize you bought a new TV, you bought a PS4 Pro, you bought a PS4, you bought an Xbox One, you just bought eight new headsets, you returned seven of them, then the one that you kept because it was a good deal, you returned and you bought the Astros anyways because you're my puppet. And I control you. You're a puppet. <laughs> I'm even thinking about having a puppet commissioned by our good friend DPK, DKP. No, DPK. I was right. DPK. You were correct. And uh, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little BMC puppet here in the studio. I think. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It was. It may have been an idea that Chops helped create, but I just want to say I think it's gonna happen because you bought the Astros. You're you got a you got a switch pre-ordered for God's sake. So, yeah. I may influence people, but Jazz is going to get a Switch because he wants it. And I'm going to play Horizon Zero Dawn because I've been dying for that game. But you know what? When I'm at work and when I'm not home, I'm going to be playing Zelda. I'm going to balance my time and play them both. I personally had, I'll say, a much more mild interest in Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it looks great, but for some reason, it didn't get on the hype train with me. And I think it might be because I knew the Switch launch was coming out and I wanted a Switch. Let's say my hype level for Horizon Zero Dawn is like a three, and that's not a knock on what it looks like. It's per, it's personal hype. It's just a disappointment. You're a disappointment I'm a, to the game. I've disappointed my family my whole life. I've yeah. been disappointing you guys for years. Yeah. It's no big deal. Uh, my hype for Zelda is like a nine point nine. I cannot wait to play Zelda. I will not be buying Horizon Zero Dawn at its launch. It may be a game I play later on. Cool. All right, Bob Ekdal, aka Ecto Cooler. How about that? Spooky. How about that? <laughs> it was a thing, Jazzy. <laughs> Greetings from the afterlife, friends. I met a new friend on the other side a few days ago. It was the Wii U Rest in Peace. I like what he did there. Wii U Rest in Peace. <laughs> uh, hopefully the Switch will stay alive <laughs> I think there was supposed to be a time. comma there. I don't oh. think it was anything witty. I think it was... That's a witty. was the Wii, Wii U Rest Wii, in Peace. I, there Wii was probably U, supposed to be Wii a comma. Wii U Rest in Peace. Okay, anyways. Can we I ask, like it. Keep going, Jazzy. The way I read it, it was awesome i agree uh how do you feel about the nintendo subscription games expiring at the end of every month stupid yep. as hell Dumb, it's the du- it. it's literally it's literally the dumbest thing out of everything i've seen revolving around the switch the most irritatingly nintendo-y thing yes. that they announced yep bonus question if you had to live in a video game forever what game would you live in hmm. dead or alive beach volleyball I second that. I love that. <laughs> yep. I, well, I assumed Jazzy was going to say the Playboy game. I thought so too. That's why I let it have it. Yeah. No. Twinsies got to stay together. We're going to run the beaches of Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> run the beaches. Oh, God. I've answered this question before. It's been a long time since it come up, but I still stand by Pokemon. I would love to actually be a Pokemon trainer. Because Pokemon I, I, cause I'm a sociopath, I like watching animals fight. And die and bleed. <laughs> this animal I loved and took care of is now murdering for me. Or dying. 
Wow. My Pokemon would not die. My Incineroar has not fainted one time. Well, that's because you cheat. All right, well, thank you for the question, Ecto. Ghost emoji. I love that he sends a ghost emoji tweak. Look at Spooky. Next question, the glitch. Although most of us are recovering from the Nintendo Switch announcement, did any of you guys get the chance to check out an awesome Games Done Quick last week? The glitch. So awesome Games Done Quick is an event. Just in case anybody doesn't understand. And, uh, yeah, I watched the Super Metroid uh, games done quick, and it was intense. Uh, first place and second place was a difference of eight seconds. Ooh, I'm sitting there close. like I'm sitting there like you have a sp- you have a quad screen, right? Four people going, and I'm like this. I'm like top screen, bottom screen, top screen, bottom screen. I'm like I'm like this is hard to watch. I'm getting I'm getting anxiety. I'm like go go, and then like I don't know any of these guys, but I basically ended up picking. Like picking my my guy, I'm like, okay, this guy, he's my guy. I don't know why, but uh, I like his name the best. Let's go. You're gonna win. You're gonna win. And then he lost by eight seconds. I was like, you're a bum. Yeah, bum. <laughs> you're a schmuck. You'll never work in this town again. But I want to also congratulate um, Awesome Games Done Quick for raising over two million dollars yes. for charity, and uh, that's uh, they've come a long way since 2011, where they own, they raised uh, forty four thousand. So they have they have grown a lot, and they've because of it, they've uh, been able to give back a lot to uh, charity. I tried to watch as much as I could. The one I've seen all of was, uh, I believe, Mega Man 1. And I could never be a speedrunner because I didn't even know you could do half the shit these guys are doing. They're, like, glitching through the screen. And it's like, well, if you do a certain jump right here and then double jump and then shoot this gun and then move left just slightly, you'll be able to jump three screens. And I'm like, what the fuck? There was fuck? a Contra speedrun that they literally death glitched the game and were able to beat it in seven minutes. Yeah. Like, how? <laughs> how? I guess we're going to have to talk to The Glitch this Thursday at the event and find out uh, how you glitch these games so that we can become speedrunners. What about what about The Dead Eye Night? Watch some of the Metroid 1. It was dope. Yeah, it was it was so good. I, I love Metroid. It's Super Metroid that we watched, my, my favorite version, and I was watching them. Wait, you like Metroid? Yeah, I do, a lot. And it was one of those things where I'm like I'm watching someone play a game that I've played so many times and they do they're doing stuff that I've never seen I was like I was like oh my god that makes so much sense like they say like because I don't think about necessarily saving time when I play that game but when you watch people race it it's it's very interesting thank you for the question question glitch and I would like to say if we don't get to your question this week just hang on running short on time because the switch took up a lot so Last question of the night is going to be from Sci-Fi AJ, and he's going to give us the age-old question. Aliens or predators? Easy. Predators. Predators. Aliens. Why? I think they're spookier. <laughs> I mean, they are spook- they're spooky as hell. They are spooky they as hell. They have the acid blood. You that know, you freaks the, me you out. The, they burst out of your stomachs. I mean, I predators mean, are cool. Don't got- get me wrong. I'm not a predator hater. But I always thought, like, if if you put me in a room with both of them, I am more terrified of the alien. I think it's because I really don't like bugs. Like, bugs creep me out, so aliens are kind of bug-like. Okay, makes sense. Now, I, the hunt, and, and predators are awesome. They're totally badass, so don't get me wrong. But. I think, I, think I, I agree with you. The overall body of the alien is creepy, but I think the problem with the predators, until they lose the mask, they don't feel as creepy. When they lose that mask and they got the, the crazy mouth thing going on, like... They instantly get more creepy, but they are more humanoid than the alien. I also yeah. think that the predator will kill you faster. The predator's a lot of clean, quick, 
they're quick hunters. kills yeah. where I feel like the with, with the acid blood with the with the you know having an alien like burst out of you I, the way aliens kill I think has more suffering to yeah. it and that's more terrifying. I guess so. The, so age old question: Alien versus predators on the terrifying side. The I hate aliens because the idea of a face hugger just like shooting out and putting an egg in you basically. Until you're, and then you're just waiting to die because there's, there's, that's it. It's game over. You're gonna have an alien rip out of your chest, super painful, or just have a predator just, you know, sneak up invis and just put a, put some, you know, blades through your chest, and you're done. Yeah, you know, like so. Yeah, I, I on that point, I give it to aliens. But overall, my, fa- I've, I'm always been a predator fan, and. You know when they when they face each other, I'm always rooting for the Preds. We'll have to queue up some Mortal Kombat Alien versus Predator. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yep. Cable, what do you think? Alien or Predator? Predator. Yeah. So I'm I'm the lone wolf here. Who's right? Going Team Alien. All right, all right. Well, that's wrapping up the show. We want to remind everybody that we are going to be at the After Dark Vintage Video Games Three at the Michigan Science Center, January third. Sorry, January nineteenth. That was six even close to at nine p.m. I have video games three, and then I have January nineteenth, and I'm just and I read backwards, yeah. so I have problems. But let's try that again. January nineteenth, six to nine p.m. The uh, tickets are still available online. You can find their event on Facebook right through our page. So go over to Motor City Gaming, and you will find the link. Tickets are 15 bucks. It gets you in. Games are free to play. They're going to have over 20 cabinet games. They're going to have SNES, NES. Uh, Nintendo's going to be there, along with all sorts of other cool um, you know, ev- events going on, a handheld game room, things like that. So make sure to come hang out. Stop by the GameZilla podcast booth and say hi, and we hope to see everybody there. And keep your eyes at Facebook.com slash MotorCityGaming. Because uh, sometime here, I'd guess probably uh, today, launch day of the podcast, you will be able to uh, potentially win tickets. Yeah, we're giving a pair away, so we'll be uh, we'll be raffling those off to some of our fans. So make sure to keep an eye out for that post and just follow the instructions of the post, and you will have a chance to win. We will announce them on Wednesday, so that way you have a full day to get your plans in order and head on down to the Science Center and have some fun. Then you can head over to patreon.com backslash GameZilla Podcast. You can support us there. You could, you know, donate to us so that we can continue to give great content back to you. Not only have we been working hard on making sure that we have the outlet for you guys to be able to support us back, but Grim and I also have been working hard behind the scenes to give you a show like today. If you like that special show that has some sort of hot topic that we could just go on and on about, then you are going to be in for a treat as shortly in the upcoming weeks here, we will be launching GameZilla Alpha, which is basically going to be that specialty show. So you'll still get your GameZilla podcast weekly, and you'll get all of your hot news. You can get you know, your answers question your answers questions your questions answered on those shows but GameZilla Alpha is going to be more that focused show that's going to hit the hot topics like when the switch drops or like when Horizon Zero Dawn is game of the year 2017 next year 
It's a very good possibility. It's going to be that show that's special. We, Because of you and because of our growth over these two and a half years, we have really started to form some relationships with the indie scene, indie developers. Uh, we, we've worked, we've talked with you know companies like Capcom and Nintendo. Thing, we've been able to have these great conversations and we're realizing now that we want to share them with you so we this is where you're going to be able to get those exclusive interviews you're going to be able to to get a lot of that content that we bring back from pack south packs east and any of the other events that we're going uh to this year and it's all possible because of you so we thank everybody that's supported us in the past we already want to thank the people that have managed to somehow find patreon before we made the announcement yep you guys you guys are amazing um thank you so much head on over to patreon.com slash gamezilla podcast and you will uh you know you'll see all the cool things that you can uh all the perks that we're offering and it's a great way to support support us we did find out too a little a funny side story that one of the people that is already a patron of us went to patreon.com and put in motor city gaming and the gamezilla podcast page came up I'm not saying this is the best way to find us. I'm just saying it happened to work out that way for them. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it was kind of cool, but definitely go to patreon.com, GameZilla Podcast. And if you become a patron, then we're going to have that. Ex- there's an exclusive feed that you're going to be able to participate in. We're going to start putting some polls, and we really want to build out Patreon for you. So we're going to start throwing things out there of what you would want to see next in Patreon. So make sure you head on over there and get ready to be the influence how Motor City Gaming and how GameZilla Podcast evolve uh, here in 2017. And uh, with that, I think uh, we want to thank our sponsors. So, Ethan? DetroitBeerCollective.com. Go there, order all your beard care products today. Don't wait. Get your beard elixirs, your beard butters, your beard shampoos, beard combs. Get them delivered right to your house and have your beard healthy, smelling great, and looking great. It's DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the checkout code MC Gaming to save. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 140. I don't think I even said that in the beginning of the episode, but this is episode 140. Woo! Nintendo Switch Special. You can listen to us every week, every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, and of course, MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. And don't forget, you can watch our live stream Monday night while we record. You can hop in early, get in the pre-show, watch us look like idiots, uh, You know, get in some fun subjects, and then guess what? After we're done recording, we're still rolling the live stream. We're answering some more of your questions that come in on Facebook, on Twitch. Uh, we're having some conversation. Maybe they're not even gaming related. We can we'll chat with you here on the post show. So stick around for the live post show Monday nights after we're done recording the Gamezilla podcast. Well, that's all I got. I'm super pumped for the Nintendo Switch. I'm excited to enjoy it with all of you, Jazzy. That's you included. Yeah, yeah, you know you're going to suck me into it like you always do. But until we can do that, we'll have to stick with the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, game game on! on!